Warning, the No AC Only Fans podcast may include content not suited for non-mature audiences who can't take a joke. We would like to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome in to the No AC Only Fans podcast with your host, Big Crispy, aka Big Sippin', aka Tyler Gump. Sitting across the table, like always, it's my main man, Christian Klein. Hey, what's up, people? We're in a unique setting tonight. Hey, hey. <laughs> and we have our special guest, the owner uh, of and founder of Slap. Stick comedy. comedy. Misha. I f- always forget how to say your last name. Is it like... S- Swing. Swing. Yes. Okay. I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this is a very special episode. It's it, it's connection that we made through my work and everything and having you on. And like, it was just one of those things I reached out to you. You know, our, our good friend Jackson told us about you. Um, we reached out and we connected. At first we were thinking we were just going to come through tonight, check out the space. And just talk a little bit, and then, you know, an hour or two later, here we are, and we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Three and a half hours later, Three, we're dang, here. we've been here for a while. <laughs> One thing leads to another when you start bullshit. That's right, and we got our vodka. <laughs> yes. And, it, and Gatorade. <laughs> that is true. And the one thing, like, you know, we definitely have a, a deep dive to go into your, like, story and stuff like that, because there's so much to learn about you and stuff, and just the stories, like, we've talked about. You've had a long history um, uh, in the entertainment world, basically. So I would love to be able to start there. <laughs> it, see, oh, I was like, "What is that noise?" <laughs> at first, when we cut it on, we were like, is "Somebody breaking in!" <laughs> it's just the ice maker, people. It's, it's just maker. the ice maker. Should I cut it off? No, or? you're good. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it was loud enough to pick up on the audio track. I think oh, okay. I just heard it out of my peripheral. Um, but like, let's start back. To the journey. Let's let's get to know you first, and then let's start from there. And then we'll talk about all the big things and life stories and things like that. If you would love to tell us a little bit more about yourself. I would love to tell you all about me. So as my man, <laughs> he had like 50 <laughs> names, but... <laughs> <laughs> Big Crispy. That's what most people call me. Big Crispy. <laughs> As my man Big Crispy said, I am the founder and CEO of Misha Media and Slapstick Comedy Entertainment. Misha Media is my production company, and I pre- created a brand called Slapstick because I wanted to create a platform to showcase comedians. Mm-hmm. So with that, I started Slapstick Comedy Magazine, radio, and TV. And that's and it's been a success. And like, let's let's go from there. Then from the beginning. So with you starting this company, let's take it back to what got you into the entertainment world. Um, like when we were discussing your college days and stuff like that, going yeah, through. Yeah. So so I've always been interested in media. So like I said, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I was the school broadcaster, and then I got to go to all the news anchor like all the news stations and visit the studios. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. This is what I want to do. I thought I was going to be like the news girl. And then I ended up going to New York. Then um, when I was in high school, I went back to New York, was still in love with media. And then um, I went to college and my major was communications and I studied broadcasting and journalism. So I'm like, 
This is where I want to be. Went back to New York again. Then I ended up landing an internship at MTV and BET. And I just super excited. I met so many people. I got to learn a lot. And then the towers fell. So I had to come back to Ohio and create my own shit. And (laughs) here's the birth of slapstick. (laughs) So wait, so you started that out of your garage, right? Yeah. Well, at first um, we were in my living room. Not even my living room. We were in my dining room. I ended up, okay, so I started with the magazine, and then I brought on radio and TV, and then when I ended up starting the radio, we actually, like, I had, like, three other comedians, and we ran the radio show in my freaking dining room, you guys. Can you believe that? That's what's crazy is, like, so that's not, like, the first time I've heard somebody do it, Mm -hmm. but it's insane to me to think all these media companies and outlets and people that start you start slow and you start in a small environment. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who like Pat McAfee is? No. Um, so he's he, he's a he used to be a punter at the Indianapolis Colts, um, and he kind of did the same thing. He took a risk. He quit his NFL career to pursue media. Oh wow! Um, and he yeah. has one of the biggest radio shows. He does a daily sports radio show now, um, and all this stuff. And he started out in his basement. And he got like five of his best friends to all quit their well cozy jobs and record in his basement. And now they're millionaires. That is super And awesome. they build up a huge company and stuff like that. So like that's what we're or you're working on, I should say, yes. here at Slapstick. Yeah. Is, you know, you want to build this brand and you're working with some big names coming up in here that we'll talk about a little bit later and stuff like that. But the start of getting it in your dining room. So who was all involved with you in the beginning? How did you like, what equipment did you have back then? How did you get all that stuff? Cause I'm sure it was a startup. Yeah. Juicy stories. So the, the crazy part is I lucked up and um, it, it was back in like Craig, Craigslist, Craigslist <laughs> days. I think my vodka is kicking in, <laughs> but it was in uh, during the Craigslist days when they when um yeah I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember my timeline because I because what helped me was when I went on tour with Kevin Hart. I met so many new people. Yeah, and that's which we how, definitely got to talk. Yeah, about. we yeah. definitely got to <laughs> talk about that. That we're going to discuss with. So I um a lot of, I met like the networking was amazing and so many people like once we put out videos and just started doing all kinds of things like the comedians would give me ideas like you should do this and you should do that and I was like okay I'm going to incorporate that into my business um so I ended up when we started radio I lucked up on Craigslist and I ended up purchasing um all of CCAD's radio equipment from their studio like they were upgrading and so I met with the professor and I to this day, I wish I remembered his name, but I ended up buying all of the equipment. I remember us meeting for coffee and I had like a Mackie mixer. <laughs> I remember getting like a nice Mackie mixer and I, I, I remember buying my um, my my monitors, my studio monitors off of like some fancy website that I hope is still around because because I didn't have money then, you know, so right, I had to make yeah. payments on everything. And so it was a super cool website that someone suggested. And I got on there and I was able to make payments on some of my equipment. But I, that's how that's how I started. Like I worked in my dining room. I had three other comedians and we just rolled with it. And then I ended up. So I had to stop slapstick, which, you know, that's a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> but then I ended up selling 
the actually I bought another Mackie mixer and then I sewed it. And then that's when I got the one over there. But I uh, ran the company out of my garage. Can you guys believe that? Like I Crazy. literally had my walls drywalled. I laid red carpet like I completely laid it out. And then now I'm in a studio. I just opened the studio in January. Ooh. I know. And that's what's insane. It, that's literally like, that's the definition of going from the grind. You're yep. going from making payments on equipment, <laughs> which is crazy because nowadays you can make a fucking payment on Domino's app. You can make payments on pizza, man. Man. If you're making payments on pizza, you shouldn't be buying pizza. No, definitely first off. not. <laughs> but second off, like you go from making payments, starting it in your dining room Mm -hmm. and then you grew with those comedians you worked with and got to work with a ton more people um and then you moved to your garage yep and then so happenly you contacted the company i work for now (laughs) and you got in touch with our good friend jackson Jackson. and found this place which is amazing and i love what you're doing with the studio like we we, we've commented you on that already like definitely you guys definitely have to check you guys out online um, we'll definitely put all your information down below, obviously, for everybody to check out. And the big thing that's come, because you know what? You might just get into a bigger studio space, and you might yep. just keep growing and growing and, and growing. And maybe we already found it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it's right across the street. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to hit him up. I'm going to go to work tomorrow and be like, hey, man, uh, so we got to work on a business deal. Like, stat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's go back to, like, starting it out. So let's take you back when you were in the entertainment. So who was the first big-name person that you worked with? Was it when you were working at MTV and BET or was it before when you went on tour? Well, when I worked at um, MTV and BET, I worked with like music artists. So I got to meet like Maxwell and um, I was at MTV when I wasn't there during the hour. So I didn't can't say I really met him, but it was like the Carson Daly yeah. times, you know, I'm yeah. telling my age, you know, because I'm really <laughs> only 25. But um um, and then when I was at BET, I was there when AJ and Free were there. And um, that's when they had 106 in Park. Oh, yeah. And that's, that that's actually how the let me tell you all this story. That's how I ended up getting to work for um, BET is my girlfriend, Nikki, and I. Nikki would always come and visit me when I moved to New York. And um, when we got there, like she helped me like literally drive the U-Haul and move to New York. And so when, as soon as we got there, the phone, my phone rang and I'm like. Let me answer this because it was like a New York mm-hmm. number and it yeah. was BET. They're like, hey, we have tickets for you to come on 106 Park. I'm like, Nikki, oh, we're going to the show tonight. That's awesome. It was hell. super awesome. Was it was it 106 in Park that uh they pulled up on Brett when they were trying to free Brett or was that TRL? Or that was TRL. TRL probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of our good friends that helped donate to the camera. Shout out to Brett. Shout, Shout out to Brett. So he was actually locked up there for a minute and the people were telling about Little Skies and Landon Q went on there and they were shouting them out on there. They were like, free our friend Brett. He's locked up in jail. Brett's just, a good friend. Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> great a friend. Great friend. But like starting back from those days, you got to work with a lot of... Now, obviously, there's going to be people that listen to this podcast that know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people yeah. that are younger than us that are going to be like, who Ooh. the fuck are they? Who the it's fuck? Like, yeah, go Google them. Googling. <laughs> yeah, Google them because you don't know what you was missing out on, basically right. is what you're saying. Yeah. So you went from there. So why did you have to leave because the towers fell? Was that was that due to, like, was your studio close to there? Or was it just like you were unsafe, you felt unsafe, you wanted to move back? The crazy part is, is I, um, oh, this is even crazier. I got so many crazy stories, okay? <laughs> so um, I came, I, I woke up one 
one morning and, and I was living in New York and I was like, I need to go home. Like something told me to go home. I, this is about to get really deep. Oh, shit. So I drove 12 hours by myself and I made it home in time to meet up with Nikki at the Peacock or wherever bar it was. And I, I, I made it home by 1130 because I wanted to go to the bar and have a drink. And I remember driving 12 hours nonstop so I could make it home in time. And um, Nikki was at the bar. And then I, 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 the next morning I got up, I went to my aunt Sheila's house because I thought my sons were there. They were actually with my mom at the time. But my aunt was like, hey, you need to sit down. So I sat down and she was like, they arrested your dad. So long story short, this was like oh, 2002. Okay. My father is still in prison. I never oh, talk about fuck. this. Oh, that's shit. great. Yeah. I would have never. Either. That's one of those things is like, that's a that's a crazy story. It's I, a crazy I mean, story. Like, yeah. We, we got to die. Like with, for him to be in there for that long. There yeah, has it's to be insane. Like a major a yeah. major thing. Is they that call him fine? a kingpin, quote unquote. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, he's in there for drugs. But yeah, so my aunt was like, hey, you need to sit down. And, you know, she told me that they arrested my dad like that morning. And I was like, oh, my That's God. Insane. Like I drove home like Friday. Everything was like, go home. It, it, I don't even think it was a Friday. It was a Thursday. It was a Thursday because I remember packing seven outfits before I left. And I was like, I'm just going to go home for like a week, get yeah. my kids. And yeah. we're all going back to New York together. I'm taking my kids with me. Yeah. And um, so... Um, then, uh, so my aunt told me my dad got arrested and, um, this was 2002. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to remember like, oh, so then, um, on a Thursday, on a Thursday, so I probably got home on like a Monday on a Thursday. I remember it was a Thursday because she always had Thursdays off and I cannot stand this lady like to this day, <laughs> but it's, it's my kid's aunt. It's my kid's father's aunt. So, um, Yeah. She she and I had were on the phone for like an hour and I was telling her like, hey, I'm going to go back to New York on Tuesday. I'm taking the boys with me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She was like, I'm begging you not to do it. She was like, don't go. Something's going to happen. Don't go. Don't go. And I'm like, this is weird. And I listened to her. I was on Nikki's couch. I woke up. Like woke up out to sleep, but she had the radio on, and that's when they told us the towers fell. She just oh, had an fuck. intuition. Yes, that's isn't that so crazy? Weird. That's crazy. And I don't talk to this lady. Like I don't. I can't stand that bitch to this day. <laughs> I cannot stand her. But I listened for some reason, and thank God I listened because my kids and I would have been stuck. Like yeah, just that, stuck. because it was impossible yeah. to get out. It was like everything was on lockdown at that point. Yep. And at the time, I actually lived in Jersey, so we I had to take the train to get to New York, which was like fifty. Like if I looked out my window I could see New York but I had to take the train to get over there was it Newark did you live in Newark I lived in Jersey City oh uh, okay yep I lived on JFK Boulevard oh shit <laughs> and so yeah that's how close I was and like even the train ride was only like 15 minutes to get to New York yeah mm -hmm. but yeah and I listened and I did not take my kids so I was stuck in Ohio for a while and then eventually I went back and got my items and came back. I was going to say, because like you're, were you in an apartment at that yes. time? I'm sure all that stuff was just sitting there. Yeah. And like, well, I had roommates too. Oh, so. that, well, that's but good. But still, they were sleeping yeah. on my fucking couch. All that shit was there. Like they mm -hmm. were sleeping on my couch. That's the worst and, part about roommates yeah. is like, you can't trust them with shit. At all. You <laughs> all Unless you know them pretty good. You, you all, know what I mean? It doesn't matter how good you know them. Some shit always comes up missing or moved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy because uh, it was me, Jessica, and Shangul. Shangul, is, Shangul was my college roommate. Shangul actually is from Turkey, oh, and shit. she actually moved back to Turkey, so I got to go visit her. But she'll that's be here awesome. in like another week. So oh, shit. that's cool. Yeah. So I'm actually like my family. My uh, grandpa came from Hungary, so nice. we're Hungarian, and he came 
he came from Hungary on the boat when they were in the war at that time and stuff. And those, that story of like him just like he said it took like two weeks to get here from boat. Oh, damn. Back damn. in the day when he came here. I was like, dude, I couldn't imagine couldn't being imagine. on a boat for two weeks. Yeah. Like that, especially back in the day, it wasn't as nice as like a cruise ship or something. Hell like, no. Because like being seasick and shit, like screw that. But yeah, Turkey, I mean, uh, Turkey's definitely a place I would want to visit. Oh, it looks I had so a, beautiful. It was gorgeous, you guys. I, I that Actually, that is where I want to buy... That's where I want my second residency to be. Someday, I'm going to have a home in Turkey. That's, that's my plan. Awesome. And it's good that you stayed connected with her yes. for all this time. Because, like, a lot of people make connections in college, like you've yeah. made with mm-hmm. people. And, like, you know, you give it five, ten years, it falls out. But Oh, yeah, for sure. To keep that connection for yep. a lifetime, that's that's a special friendship, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's my, my sister. That's what she always tells me. She's <laughs> like... Yeah, I just love Shangul, and I can't wait to see you next week, Shangul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, now we're transitioning there. You come back to Ohio, mm-hmm. and you started Slapstick, right? Okay, so at when I point? came back to Ohio, I was embarrassed. I had I worked at TGI fucking Fridays, and I had to go oh, back there and get another fucking worst. job. I hate that place. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually when Shangul and I got our apartment together. We got a condo together and it was super nice. We got a condo together. I went back to TGI Fridays and work. She worked there too. We went to school together. And then, um, uh, Oh, I went back to school. I went back to my school, the same school. And then that's when I started writing for, um, my student newspaper because I wanted to be a news anchor. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a news anchor. I never wanted to write. But my last elective was a journalism class. And I actually started to like writing. And then, like, I thought it was one thing I've always done since I was a teenager was read the newspaper. And so they teach you, like, the sections of the newspaper, which was interesting to me because it's like on Sundays they have this, this and this. And then on Tuesdays they don't have this, this and this, but they have this, this and this. So once I caught on, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool, you yeah. know. So then my our professor, Bruce, he pulled me to the side after class. Actually, when I walked into class, he was like, hey, I want to talk to you after class. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? He's like, oh, just wait after class. I need to talk to you about something. So he offered me a position. He was like, I think your articles are really good and we're hiring for the student newspaper. You should consider writing. And I'm like, all right. So I uh, didn't see myself doing it. But then there was this other guy in my class. He was a black guy, too. And he wrote and he and Bruce had like a really good relationship. And yeah. I was like, you know what? This might be a cool position. So I, I applied. I got the job. And my first assignment was the MLK March. Oh, shit. And it was super dope. Like they gave me a That's camera. Crazy. And I was like, oh, I'm about to rock this out. So, <laughs> and I'm a people person. So. I was just down there like I, the uh, March was in front of our, our college campus. And so and, and it was like so packed everybody was there so I got to go out and like literally create I got to interview people I got to take all the pictures I want and then after that long story short I'm cutting around you know but my article started making front page and my friends were like you know what you should okay I gotta tell this part we used to, we all had our my friends and I didn't live in dorms we were grown so we yeah. all of us had our own apartments and we were drinkers that's the way to do yeah. it that's honestly. the way to do it you that's know why, like he he I think you were in a dorm right for like a year or so and then you just got a place with some people because man them dorms suck they they're suck. small they and do I'm sorry suck. but I've seen some dorms and like you know like your dorm especially how it was it was like here's a bed here's a bed and you got like five feet of walking space I'm like man if I'm trying to bring a girl back yeah or if I'm trying to do my business I don't want to be having another dude right next to me five feet away. Right. Like, that ain't comfortable I'm like, how do you fuck? You know? Like, how do y'all... I ask some people, like, how do y'all do that? I couldn't imagine. Put that sock on that door. Is that what you do? Sometimes you just got to do it while they sleep. Oh, man. 
man, that's crazy. That's wild. After you, yeah. After you done had a couple drinks, you don't care anymore. You don't care, yeah. But they always know. They may not say they know, but they'll bring it up in the future. Like, hey, I know what you was doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say, doing. I, I've been in that situation before where, like, I have had two older brothers. And I've been in a situation before, you know, where I'm, like, staying in the area or something with them. And, like, you know, you hear, like, it wakes you up. You're like, yeah. man, what the fuck is <laughs> going, going on? on? Can, and you, I like, open pee. your eye a little bit. And you're like, what the fuck? But you, like, you just try to go back to sleep, man. I did that the one time. I had to put headphones in. I was like, man, I'm just trying to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, should, that should happen to me once with Brett, the guy we're talking about. I was, we were all laying in his in his room and you know watching TV or whatever. His girl was in the bed, and I was just chilling on the ground because we would all watch movies together and shit. I, I fell asleep, and then I kind of woke up, and all I heard was, "She's like, no, stop. He's in the room." And he goes, "He goes, I do this all the time. He's a deep sleeper." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's funny as a shout out to 50 cent by the way this vodka is like so smooth and delicious yeah. and thank you for providing, endorsement and thank you for providing <laughs> us with some delicious drink of course this time. of course but uh so you get in college you're working back at tjf fridays you start writing articles mm-hmm. so what's the next step from there where did you <gasps> jump up the next big thing i guess you That's, were continuing your story yeah yeah i was okay so yeah so we would have slumber parties because we would we all had our own apartment so we would have slumber parties and i remember all of us girls being in the room and we were drunk as fuck and then one of the girls i don't want to say her name cuz i don't like her anymore and she doesn't like me either but we were pa- she passed around the um newspaper and she was like look guys like she was like really proud of me genuinely and she's like Misha's articles are making front page and i'm like you guys look at the student newspaper and so i was like she was like you should start your own thing and I was like, she's like a magazine. And I was like, that's actually a really good idea. I never thought of that because at that time I was like, writing is my thing. Yeah. And so um, when I worked at TGI Fridays and there were a couple other girls that I worked with that were, we were pretty much in the same major. So I talked to them about it. What we used to do, like we were trying to figure out, like we knew we wanted a magazine, but my thing was, I didn't want something that was already created. Like they are fashions covered. You want sports is covered. I wanted yeah. something different. And at that time I did not watch TV at all. Like I <laughs> never watched TV, but if I watched anything, it was a comedy show or something yeah. that would make me laugh. Yeah. So I was like, ding, ding, ding comedy. That's what it's going to be. And that's how I came up with slapstick. And that's also So like when you started out in the days when you were doing your, your magazine and everything, were you starting out with like a big magazine or was it like, you know, I had a four page magazine or you build it up from there? Or do you remember how yeah. how big or little it was starting off? Because I feel like writing a whole magazine on your own has to be a challenge. It has to be. Especially like in a, if you're starting out, I'm sure you had to pick categories and different events and stuff and mm-hmm. then kind of go from there. Yep. My first magazine, I still have it in there. I'm going to have to show you guys before you leave. It was like maybe 10 pages. Literally. That's awesome that you kept the first one still from there. Did you get them printed out or was it still all digital? Um, The first one I got printed. And then after that, I didn't print anymore. The only ones we printed were like mock-ups mm-hmm. that we wanted to give out for free. So is that that's basically what you did is you just handed it out for free at that rate to get exposure. Exactly. Um, And obviously this is kind of like before the internet blew up where people yeah. were blogging and putting magazines yeah. on. So like people thinking like, why isn't she just posting online? It's like, that's why. Yeah. You know, there it was wasn't. word of mouth. It was whatever you handed out. 
Um, how long of you doing that until you were able, were you charging it ever eventually or did you just do it for free the whole time? I did it for free the whole time. I wanted my exposure. I wanted to try to get the name out. And at that time, so there was no, it might've been like MySpace era actually. Like there, it wasn't yeah. shit at the time. There was really no social media. Mm-hmm. And so you know how much it costs to like advertise at that yeah. time. It was like super expensive because that that was the only way. And I didn't have that money. So I just did what I had to do. So I just printed my magazine for free. I actually had like a sugar daddy and he paid for everything for me. <laughs> you got to do what so, you got to yeah, do. Yeah, I had a sugar daddy. He paid for everything for me. And that's how I pretty much got my magazine. Nowadays, you can advertise your baby daddy on a billboard <laughs> for $10 <laughs> and yeah. then complain about it on Facebook 30 minutes later about mm-hmm. how crappy of a daddy he is. <laughs> we have a friend like that. It was I saw it. She posted it. She made him a billboard for Father's Day. That was very loving, you know, like nice to do. And then literally 30 minutes later is up on Facebook. My baby daddy's such a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, come on, girl. Girl, You can't be doing that. Right. (laughs) So you got your exposure Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then what is your first big break after your exposure? Who reached out to you first? Who did you start working with? Um, the first big comedian that I worked with was Don D.C. Curry. Um, they have a, um, a competition in Oakland, California. It's called the Black, no, the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. It's ran by Tony Spires. And so I got to go there and meet Uncle Elroy. Y'all know who that is from yeah. Friday, right? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I got That's to work awesome with him. That's awesome you got to see yep. him and, and work he, with him. We are still friends to this day. I actually uh, had some, you know how Facebook memories show up. He showed up yeah. a few times, so... Yeah, then then after that, my next big person was... The cool thing is... Okay, so Don D.C. Curry was like the first comedian that I worked with that made it. But I met Kevin Hart before he actually made it. So, so you knew Kevin... So, like, that's the thing that was cool. I seen your picture on Twitter with Kevin Hart. You knew this man before he was even Kevin Hart. Like, before it, yep, he was yeah. the big man. Was he going by an alias then, or was it nope. just still Kevin Hart? he was Kevin still Kevin Hart. Hart, yeah. And that's crazy. And, like, at that time, was he st- was he in his starting out stages of his comedy career, or was he, like, shortly into it? He, was, he had been around for a while. He was starting to get his name. We met for the first time. It was uh, June... Tw- it was, like, June 16th, 2008. Like, I just remember it so wow. well. Because I'm trying to think of when the first time I heard of Kevin Hart was. Probably and seriously I mean, like, funny or something yeah, like that. Well, like, I them. mean, whatever the skit is, the one where he talks about his mama cursing. Yeah, I think yeah. That, or his, like, dad, his dad wearing the gray sweatpants. I think those were, like, some of the first things I've heard of him. But, like, before, nobody knew who he was, and then he blew yeah. up at that time. I don't mm-hmm. remember when that special was released, but... I mean, you're talking about, like, way pre, like, this is pre, before, like, yeah. comedy specials that came out. I mean, like, let's think who had big comedy this specials back then. Chris Netflix. Rock. Chris Rock had a big, pretty big comedy special in the 90s and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm he was to, huge. I'm trying to think who, who else had big comedy Dave specials. Dave Chappelle, yeah, of course. Yeah. Starting out. And um, I'm trying to think who else really had huge comedy specials like that. Richard Pryor. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Like yep. it was those I forgot about guys. Eddie Murphy. I always forget like he Jerry Seinfeld. Um, yep. Was that was Jim Carrey trying to do his comedy at that time? Who? Jim Carrey. Oh you remember he was like or um he was doing it shortly after his movies kind of blew up and it, I yeah, feel like it, it would have been well, around that range. The mask right? was in the nineties. Right, but he tried to do stand up and I think it was in the early two thousands. Maybe, like that, yeah. Mid two thousands. Yeah. But, like, you know, a lot of big names are out there. So Kevin Hart has a lot of shoes to fill. Yeah. But he's starting to gain some traction and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
where does it go from there? You work with some of these comedians. You're out there. Were you out in Oakland when the competition was going on? Yes. I was out in Oakland when the competition was going on. And I met like, I lit. Okay. So (laughs) I literally came back with like business cards, like a stack that was like this big. And then I was so convinced that I was going to be okay. The crazy part was I was 26, 27 at the time. I was 27. I had just bought my house. I bought a house and I just bought a new car. And I came back and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm quitting my day job. My mom was my mom was Damn. so pissed off. We didn't talk for like weeks and we communicated by email. Like, I don't even think text Damn. messaging was big at that time. We talked by email because she was so pissed off because of what I did. And I still don't regret anything. No. But yeah, like it was um, like I still ran my company. I still I still did slapstick. And then I ended up. Moving to Vegas, and I uh, met more comedians, of course. Is that when you went, met Ralphie May? I met Ralphie May in, it, it had to be like, I think it was like 2008 when I met Ralphie May. Shit. So around that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Which, uh, rest in peace, Ralphie May. Rest I in peace. I wish he was around to this day, but that Me too. and like you talked about, that was like one of the all time greatest comedians you could know because he had a hookup everywhere he went. Yep, and they uh, everywhere he went. And the the magazine that I'm going to show you, Ralphie May, is on the cover. Oh, the first one you did. Yep, that is awesome. Yep. Did you get an interview with him, or did you? Yeah, just- I'm trying to remember if it's in there. But every time he came to Columbus, we interviewed him, and I kept in touch. At the time, his manager was Stacy Pacluda. Our birthday, our birthdays are like a day apart. So we kept in touch That's constantly. Cool. And she always made sure like I was in a loop of what was going on with Ralphie May so I could publish it. And yeah, every time he came to Columbus, we got together <laughs> every time he came. That's awesome. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, we said, that's like one of those comedians that, like, that's definitely like a one in a million. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's big names that you want to meet and stuff like that. And that, like, that's one of those comedians, like, I always loved. He was probably like one of the first big comedians that I got into. Mm-hmm. And I just loved all of his work. I, I would go on, you know, obviously when we were younger, when YouTube, like, first came out, I don't even think YouTube may have been out. I think this was, what was that, um, the other video platform that was out, Breaking, Break Something, Break, what was that? Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Break.com. Maybe that's what it was or whatever. Mm, I think It was like so. the red and black one. And it was like yeah. a, a viral video platform. And I think that's when I started discovering his stuff is I would just go on there and search Ralphie May and like find things and whatever. This is like before the obviously internet got as big as it is right. now. Yeah. But like now you can just, you can literally find him on anything. Anything. And it's awesome. Like mm-hmm. you just go back and watch all that old stuff. And p- people are still like kind of coming up with new stuff because like a lot of like are recovering these old videos and stuff that are like on tapes and shit and they're converting them to be able to post them on social media which is absolutely awesome yeah because like i'm sure that picture with you and kevin hart like obviously you didn't have a smartphone back then (laughs) so was that just taken with a regular camera or somebody whip out their flip phone and they're like (laughs) i I got this how was that taken like that's crazy 2008, yeah, because at that time I just had like a little green LG phone. I remember, oh, yeah, LG chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are that shows your age. Man. That's those things were sweet. Yeah, the little razor. You remember the juke or whatever that yeah. really thin yeah. phone? Yep. I remember. I I knew somebody that had that. I'm like, how the fuck you text on that thing? It's like two buttons per thing. I was like, that thing sucked, man. <laughs> I thought I was a shit when I had my razor. <laughs> Those razors, they were something, huh? They were the shit. 
So you meet Kevin Harden and stuff, right? And then we were talking with like Ralphie May and everybody. Um, and then you go from there. What happened after, like, before you went on tour and stuff? You're still kind of you moved to Vegas. Where are we going from here? Um, so I ended up writing for the Columbus Funny Bone. I got to write on Wednesday nights, and then I was like super consistent because the deal was whenever I wrote, I had to send it to the owner of the Funny Bone, and then he would approve. For me to publish it. Were you writing like just articles or were you writing jokes for comedians? I was writing articles like I would write like the show reviews and, you know, just um, it would be like content to hype up the club. So you were doing this when you were in Vegas, you were writing. Oh, no, I was here in Columbus when when that was happening. Was this Um, before or after you moved to Vegas? It was before. It had to be before, because even when I came back from Vegas, I still worked with the funny bone. They're all over the country. They are. Okay, so you you were writing for them. Mm-hmm. You decided to move out to Vegas. Yes. What was your adventures in Vegas that you took part in? Um, so Vegas was, I, I just want to say Vegas was cool, but it was like one of those places, you know how you go and you're like, oh, this shit is fucking fabulous. This is where yeah. I want to be. That's how I felt about Vegas. Like, I was like, I want to move here. I'm so excited every time I come. Like, all this liquor, I just got to go to the casino and get free, yeah. get free drinks. You know, I could pretend like I'm gambling and get throw some a throw a penny in the penny slots yeah. every every you know? every hour or and something be <laughs> fucked up and um so yeah i was like this is where i want to be but when i got to vegas it was like literally on my second day i was like what the fuck did i do that's how oh, i felt shit. like what what did i do you start walking down the strip and see some of the shit that's hanging out around there you're like oh, yeah I, I was like <laughs> bored and like really mad at myself and i missed my kids i missed my sons like crazy they stayed with my mom while i went and I still thank you, mom, for that. I still appreciate you helping me. And uh, <sighs> yeah, um, I've, I got really bored in Vegas. So I wanted to come back to what really made me want to come back to Ohio was my my oldest son, Nigel. He goes, mom, he said, Taven, which is Taven's my youngest son. He said, Taven feels like you chose your business over us. That broke my heart. Damn. So I stopped doing slapstick in because. So in 2008, my, my dad died. My dad was like my biggest supporter. Um, he kept my kids whenever I had to travel or whatever. And we lived like right down the street from each other. So my dad would either stay at my house or like my dad's, my dad's home was right by my son's school. Like yeah, the school was literally in my dad's backyard. So it was nothing like he could take them to school and go right to work or, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. like super convenient. Perfect. So yeah, then they, it, like, I feel, I feel I, to this day, I kind of, that's probably the only regret I have in my life is like uprooting my kids and they had to get used to like a whole different situation. They had to go somewhere where they didn't know anybody. And you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like a learning lesson. And, and I guess that teaches them at a young age about networking, you know, like you got to yeah. learn how to meet people. You, you have but, to make sacrifices. And, yeah. that, and that's one of the biggest things. If you listen to like comedians and stuff nowadays. Yeah. Um, and one of the, I think it was Andrew Schultz and Burt Kreischer we we're talking about. Uh, and they broke down and they had an emotional moment on one of Burt's podcasts. And they were talking about the sacrifice, like the, the things you miss out on. Oh man. Like Burton yeah. was talking about missing his girls swim meets and games and all this stuff. And like, he was a dad that wasn't present, but he had to be out there on the road making money mm-hmm. and being away from his children and stuff because that was his job. That yeah. was his yeah. life. But now he gets to enjoy it a little bit more. His kids are older and he's home a little bit more. Uh, Cause I think that's when he was doing travel channel and stuff back then. Yeah. And like just hearing those, like even nowadays, like Andrew Schultz is pretty young, 
Um, and he's talking about going out on the road and stuff. And he's like, a lot of these TV deals and stuff that they offer people pull you away from your family. And a lot of comedians and stuff won't do the TV deals now because of how much time it takes you away. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's the sacrifice you have to, if you want to make money in this world, you have to sacrifice something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And sadly, a lot of times that's, you know, your family life is what is the choice that gets sacrificed. And that's why I made the choice. I said, you know what? I'm going back to Ohio. I am going to get my kids back and I'm just going to raise them. And I said, I will bring slapstick back once my youngest son graduates from high school. Um, My oldest graduated in 2016. My youngest graduated in 2018. And then I brought slapstick back in 2020 in my garage. Which is crazy to think about, like, you know, the year of COVID of all yes. things. You may so have that's like definitely, do, right? Yeah, but it's a hard, that's a hard time to start a business, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But luckily enough, your business is a business like you don't need a storefront. Right. So like you didn't have to worry about COVID and stuff. Everybody has time to indulge in stuff. So, it, I mean, it was kind of a good start back up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take it back then. So when when did you go on tour with Kevin Hart? When did this start when you started touring with him was this recent like oh no it this was, was back, back in, like, in the day yeah right? like 2009 ish i okay. got to go so in 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 oh yeah because i remember like so i wasn't like on tour with him to where because i just want to clarify this because i don't want people to think like oh she flew around the world yeah. with kevin like <laughs> i would sometimes i would like meet up with them while he was at like a certain place like hey we're gonna do nashville this week and i remember I, um, yeah, when he went to Nashville, I was working on the, on like one of the issues of my magazine, because I remember like, I would like set, I would set up my own tours, like for, even for myself, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to this show in the South. So I'm going to hit Nashville. Then I'm going to go to North Carolina. I'm going to go to Atlanta. Like I would go and like cover all areas. And then I would, I remember Rodney Perry doing the cover of my magazine and I stopped in Atlanta. And I stayed in Atlanta for like two or three days and worked with him to do my show. So it would be like, you know, I wasn't at all of the shows. I got to, yeah, like, yeah. you know, just get enough content and, and the opportunity to work network with other comedians. And like, oh, that's a, this is another comedian I get to work with now. And like we right. set up interviews and, you know, just... That is a weird. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, boom, something's yeah. breaking down. <laughs> and it's so spontaneous. You're like, I didn't even expect that to come. I should be used to it. But <laughs> we're talking about the ice machine here. Um, yeah. So I and I would just, like I said, I would just set up my own tours so that I could cover content. But yeah, in a, it was like 2011, 2012. I stopped until my son's graduated. And here I am full time. There's no know, stopping at this point. So you made a lot of connections along the way. Did you, you became friends with some of Kevin Hart's people, right? Or do you, yeah. still, you still talk to him to this day and an extent of mm-hmm. who you work with? Yep. And then one thing we were talking about is Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, so you have a connection in there with there. Uh, how did you become friends with? You said it was Molly. Molly, right? that's my girl to so, this day. Yeah. How did how did that whole connection come about and meeting him and like everything? How did that relationship build with what you did? So um, when this this was I was back in Ohio and it was I was back in college and Molly and I like I, I don't know. We were like hanging out or something. And like I said, she pretty much grew up with Dave Chappelle in Yellow Springs. And she was like, hey, let's get tickets and go to the show. I'm like, all right. 
of course. And she's like, I want you to meet Dave. You have to meet him. You have to meet him. Well, the show was like sold out. Of course it is. So she ended up contacting his sister and um, she called his sister and his sister answered like, what's up, Molly? And she's like, hey, I got a big favor to ask you. Like, she's like, I have a friend here. She has a magazine. It's a comedy magazine. I really want her to meet Dave. The show is sold out. She's like, what can we, is there a way that we can get tickets? Like, is there anything you can work out? So his sister was like, well, let me find out and I'll call you back. His sister called back in like five minutes, literally, and was like, hey, Dave's going to give you tickets. He has you guys like on his guest list and we got to go backstage. I, I, I'll I show you guys a picture. Like we hung Shit. out. It was like super cool. Yeah, definitely. Super You'd cool. have to send that away. I'll pop it up on the screen okay. for the people to see. That's what we like to do. You know, we'll throw it up and post yeah, it. Yeah. I got pictures of Ralphie May and I, like I'll send you all I that. I know. That's what's crazy is like, that's the funny thing is like, it's one thing to like, you almost are starstruck by these people. So when you meet somebody that's met them, you're like, oh man, like, you know, people yeah. to meet these yeah. people. It's super Cause that's cool. one of those things you would never think you're like, if I was walking down the street, you know, it's like, unless I'm in Yellow Springs and I happen to run into Dave Chappelle, I feel like I would never meet him unless, you know, like this podcast builds and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we eventually work together with him or something. That's like one thing I would love, you know, he's one of those that you would love to like, who wouldn't like, we right. love the Chappelle show, mm-hmm. yes. like we uh, Tyrone Biggums and all them. Like we loved all of his characters and shit and we quote it to the daily still, you know what I mean? It's just all like, the time. there's some that shit is just, that's comedy gold. Oh. That's something that's going to live on forever. Mm-hmm. Like that's getting passed from generation to generation. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is at that time, Comedy Central used to send out, like when they wanted to promote, they would send out DVD. So I got the full Dave Chappelle kit at no cost. Like it just arrived at my front door and Comedy Central's like, hey, look at the whole thing. My son awesome. loved it. It was super cool. That's yeah. Awesome. It was super awesome. That's all aw- like so that's another connection you build. Um and then you start back up slapstick media. We'll kind of move along now to the the more, you know, common thing now. Okay. So now you're building back up and you start in your garage. Who's the first people you have on? Um, who you're starting it with and everything. We'll kind of go from there. Okay. So um, I uh, I hosted the show, and we really didn't have a name for the show, but I was the host. Stephen G. was my co-host. And one comedian that I appreciate that came was Howie Bell. Do you guys know who um, Howie yeah. Bell is? I yeah. love Howie. I, I consider him to be like my brother because every time he comes to Columbus, we hang out like and he's like awesome. i'm on my way to your house i don't care if i have to uber i'm on my way that's one of the awesome things too is like you build these relationships with these people and like even though they get big or whatever and they they start touring they don't forget about they don't you. forget yeah. about you and they come back to see you and you know they love you so much that mm-hmm. they're like hey you know we're gonna we're gonna hit you up we're gonna hang out they're they yeah. you know they're in this town for only short periods of time probably you know maybe yeah. a couple of days at most and they're like you know somewhere in those couple of days i'm squeezing in time to come see you yeah like i feel that way about michael blackson too like he's a pretty good friend of mine and like when it used to be whenever he came into columbus he would be like hey i'm i'm gonna be at the airport he would always get me by saying he would go i don't want anybody i don't i don't trust anybody's driving i need you to come to the airport and get me. i'm like man i don't even feel like fucking doing that because I remember one night we went to a club the club was literally like up the street from my house but I had to leave my house go to Easton come back to my side of town like then drop him back off at Easton and then go right back like it was just like (laughs) but that was my friend so and I know he would do it for me so and Michael and I we've been really good friends since like 2011 because I put on I used to book shows for NBA players 
So oh, that's shit. awesome. Yep, it was. They had a budget, so hell yeah, I'll I'll fucking take on that task. <laughs> who's, some <laughs> of the, who's some of your best NBA players you both um, chose? For? One guy. I started off with Daquan Cook. Daquan Cook. Um, I believe he plays overseas now, but he used to play for like Thunder. Oh, Kansas Oklahoma. City Thunder. Yes, yeah. he used to play for or them. Oklahoma, Oklahoma Thunder. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep, Thunder. Oklahoma he played Thunder. for uh, Heat. The Miami. Miami Heat. Heat. Yep, he played for them. Um. I can't remember, but I believe he's overseas playing now. But yeah, so I got to, I used to book his shows and it was super awesome. Super awesome because he had the budget to like book the big names and I had the connections. So I I would make it happen for him. That's what's awesome too is because like you probably, you probably had a good enough connection to where like, the comedians that you were good friends with were like, oh, yeah, I can give you a discount. I ain't going to charge you. Yeah, and much, I think that's why people came to me, nice. too. Yeah. Yeah, like that. And that's awesome to have is like just have that connection, like being able to know somebody. Like that's the big thing with like us meeting you and stuff. And like when you're like, oh, yeah, I know this X, Y, and Z. I'm like, damn, like you know everybody, it seems <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's good to have somebody like that because it's like, you know, it's the same thing. If you ever need something on your side of thing and it's like, you call us up or whatever, and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I need X, Y, and Z. And it's like, do you know anybody? It's like, I got you. Just yeah. wait a minute. It's <laughs> nice to know people and build connections and, like, not burn those bridges mm-hmm. because you never know what you're going to need them for down the line. You never know. That's what I always yeah. say. Like, do not burn bridges. Ever. That's one of the worst things you could do. Sad. And it feels good to say that people trust me, too. Like, they they yeah. know what I'm. they know what my goals are. Like, even being able to... Like Jason Banks came in here. I mean, the dude has like 8.6 million followers on TikTok. And he literally came in here, sat down with me for an hour, reviewed all of my content. Like he didn't rush me. He didn't like he literally took his time with me. He did. He asked me questions. And then later he texts me. He's like, I'm sorry if I asked too many questions. I'm like, no, I I want you to ask me whatever you want, because I don't want you to think I'm a bullshitter. So I want to tell you, you know, I want to be able to answer whatever you want to know, because we're about to build a business relationship. So, and that's, what's crazy too, is like what we were talking about. Like when I've, I've seen Jason Banks on your, you know, your upcoming issue of your <laughs> magazine, which everybody, we're going to put a link in the description. Coming soon. For that. Coming, yes. Yeah, what October is it? 1st. October, that's what I yep. thought. Um, so like seeing him on the front page of that magazine and everything, I'm thinking like, I'm like, damn, like we literally have talked about Jason Banks a couple times on here. Yeah. Shown his videos and stuff. And that's like, that's a comedian that is like, it's cool because he's local. Yes. He's here in Columbus, but he still travels yeah. the world and stuff. And I'm sure he's got a busy schedule and yeah. shit like that. But it's like, it was just one of those things like, damn, man, it would be so dope to have him on. Yeah. Or even like, even if you have a conversation with somebody like that and you don't necessarily have to, like, we don't have to do a podcast with him, mm-hmm. but just to even have a conversation with him and be cool, like be cool and be like man i met him mm-hmm. i got to know that person like that's that's like a memory you get to make yeah that you get to you know you get to keep that to yourself and share with your you know your friends or your children or anything like that and it's yeah. not always necessarily about like but like you said building a relationship or a business relationship mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where like you know he like you were explaining he does a lot of his stuff on his own which is like that's crazy to think you have that type of following on TikTok and stuff like that, and you can and you're manage. still doing it on yeah. your own. Because I'm sure he's managing all of his comedy stuff on his own and stuff too, which I'm sure is hard because mm-hmm. he's probably booking flights, he's booking hotels and all that stuff. That takes time out. Yeah, your day. yeah. He does have a management team. I do know that, but for he, the comedy side of things, yeah, for the comedy yeah. side of things, yeah. But the social but media and everything, he, he still hand- handles all that. Yeah, 
Which is so, insane because like that's it, awesome. it's it's so it hard. Is. It's so hard to post and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, constantly and be on top of it. And like that's a lot of work to chop up job. stuff. Exactly. It really is. Because I'm and, trying to get where he can get my numbers to where his <laughs> yeah, are. Right? No, it's a too. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and like for him, and like I said, just seeing his videos and him talking about like you know, the cancellations on TikTok and stuff like that and getting videos taken down and stuff. Like, he's real about that stuff and he he doesn't bullshit, you know yeah. what I mean? But he seems like, he seems like a normal guy. Like, he, it's like one of those people, you meet him, he's cool, He's he shoots the shit straight, he doesn't play around or anything and he's just real about it. Very and that, like, real. that's a good person to know. Yep. You know what I mean? Just and, keep it classy and good and uh, he's a great relationship to have mm-hmm. and I'm sure like you guys are going to build a great business relationship from that. Mm-hmm. Working with him and stuff is just the more you work with him, the more you do things. We got a little insider look at some sketches and stuff coming up for the magazine and shit like that and yeah. it's like I know can't he's going to love he's going to love that shit. I can't yeah. wait. Like, just seeing it from here I'm like damn like this is the pro- like that's a legit process. Yeah. Like when we're thinking of sketching up something I'm thinking of like Man, I'm fucking drawing stick figures and shit. Like, that's what I would do if I'm sketching up something and then I'm going to out, you know, outsource it if I can't do it myself. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to see like a professional sketch, uh, like that was a sketch that you would see at like Pixar or like something like that. Mm-hmm. They sketched it up legit and had it and it was like perfect and like the different, seeing the different things you guys did, you know, with it, not having people in it, adding people the different gestures and stuff that you guys have and your whole team that you work with, mm-hmm. like seeing that whole dynamic, it, it opens your eyes to a whole new thing. It's like, damn, like there's a lot more to this than you oh, really think. Yeah. About. And hey. and I'm glad you say that because, you know, I want to shout out my team because I all, it, we have a team chat every other Sunday and I always tell them like, it's not about me. Yeah. It's about you guys because without you guys, there would not be me. Like I'm lucky. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to say that I have my own team of animators, illustrators, graphic designers, video editors, like a team that handles some of my social media. Cause I do do some things on my own. Um, it, it's just nice to have my own team. And, and what else is awesome is like everybody on my team is educated. It, right. Either they have a degree or they're on their way to get one. So yeah. they're all just hard workers. So shout out to everybody on a slapstick team. Seriously. It takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village. And like, you know, we have our radio that we're getting ready to start in a couple of weeks. I'm still, which we already told you guys, like I'm still trying to figure out which way I, I really want to go that, with that. That is <laughs> going to be so cool. That, that's what I've always like. I obviously want to know more about like radio and stuff. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, you have to pay for a rodeo station and all that stuff. I'm sure you probably have to do something like that. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so cool to be like, I'm making a radio show and then you can just go in your car and turn on to that station and boom, your shit's right there. Right there. Like that Sweet. is so dope to have. Like yeah. we might be driving down the road one day and I'm like, shit, what's your radio station? I'm going to turn it up and listen in. You know That's, what I mean? That's one of those things. I could be in the car and I look at my daughter and be like, you know them guys? I met them. I was I was at that <laughs> studio. <laughs> That's one of my goals. Like I hope to have like a XM, chan- uh, XM like a slapstick comedy channel on XM. Yeah. Uh, radio one day. That'd be awesome. That's one of my my major goals. That We're going to get so there. Awesome. Did yeah. you have a question? Were you trying? I'm to ask sorry, them? Christian. Well, no. Going back to what you were saying about Jason Banks, like you said, how he when he came in the studio and talked to you, and he sat down there for an hour, didn't rush you. I think that really speaks volumes about his character as a person. Yeah, I said that. Like he sat right here, and I sat right here. We sat right next to each other. I had my computer hooked up to the to my monitor up there, and we literally sat in like reviewed everything he gave me feedback 
He was super honest with me. Like we just, just, it was just amazing, you know, because this dude is booked up until next year, first of all. <laughs> Damn. I, which, so, is, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, is he, is he booked up just in the comedy side of thing, but everything? I, I think everything because he's working on a, like, and that's the other cool thing is like, got insider he opened up to me. Yeah. I got some insider information. He's working on some shit. And I was like, wow, you know, like he left my meeting. It was like, Hey, guess what I'm about to go do? And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Jason. Are you serious? Like, yeah, he's some big, an amazing big things coming up. Man, is he working? Is he working with anything special? Any like type of companies? Or something, Man, you, know? you guys so, would so, be so. like, damn, working some deals. <laughs> I, that's the crazy thing. Like, I I wish the best for him and shit. Yeah. And, like, I hope. You'll I hope maybe one day that I do eventually yeah. meet this man or, yeah. or like even have a conversation because it's like one of those things. It's like I, I would literally just be like, you know, like it's crazy to think that I just seen you on TikTok. And that was like right when we started our podcast is when I discovered him. And to think like I still have videos that he's made saved on my phone. Yeah. Like some of the skits he done as Derek and shit like that. <laughs> I have saved on my phone because the shit's so funny. You know what I mean? And like I love the one skit that he did where uh, it's like the first date or whatever where he's like um, whatever his I can't remember whatever his other character is that he plays. Um, not Derek, but the other kid. Oh, again, yeah. I can't remember his name. But <laughs> when he's like, he's like, man, why did my girlfriend break up with me, Derek? And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, you've been telling her walk going around telling people we slept together. And he's like, he's like, we didn't sleep together. And he goes, no, we slept in the same room together. <laughs> shit like that. Like that's just funny to me. You yeah, know? it's just dumb, yes. dumb, funny comedy. And it's like just like to think like. That transition from TikTok to us doing our podcast, talking about stuff like that, to then building the relationships I had, switching jobs, meeting the people I did at my new work, getting to be friend Jackson, basically, and then learning about you and then coming to the studio to meet you and then to talk about like stuff like that. It's just insane how it kind of all worked. And it's like, and the funny thing was like, I really questioned my transition with my job. Because it's like I, I'm at a secure, stable job where I make decent money and I have good benefits and stuff. Um, and it's do I risk switching work to go do something completely new with yeah. a company? And like my old boss was the one that recruited me. She went over there from where she was working at. We were working at before. And she was like, just come. You're going to love it. You know, whatever. And I was literally like, this was the, I was supposed to have a decision in by Friday. The day I was like, they were like, here's your deadline this Friday. Um, And I was like, man, like, I really don't know. And I asked her, I was like, is there any way like I can get a little bit more time or whatever? And she's like, no, we really need a decision like made. Like we give you a week to think about it. Mm. And I remember messaging her and I was like, I'm going to have an answer for you on Monday. I said, I know you don't, you want an answer today. I said, I hope you understand that I like, I really need to think about this. Yeah. And I got to think about like, it's not just me, it's my daughter and everything else. Mm -hmm. And I made the hard, long deliberation. And there was like people that I, I was sad that I was going to leave behind and stuff. Um, and I made the choice on Monday. I emailed her and I was like, I, I would love to join your team. And I turned in my two week notice the same day that Monday typed in a letter and to think like, switching there i would have never i would have never been here if it wasn't for that decision Mm -hmm. and it's like my favorite movie um from back in the day the butterfly effect i love that movie where a little decision can change something down the road or in the past and it's just one of those crazy things it's like 
I made that decision and now we're going to work on connections and building business and stuff and grow like together because it's like, this yeah. is definitely a connection. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to break. You know what I mean? No, like just meeting not. you and talking to you after some point Aww. in time. It's like, it's like, this is literally like awesome. Like this is my dream. You're, you're fulfilling my fantasy and I'm getting to live my fantasy through you of like owning an entertainment company. That yeah. makes me Which so is, happy. Like, crazy, because you know what I mean? You know, you never know how you touch people's lives. One of the girls that used to design my magazine, her name is Dana Lynn Harper. And I love Dana to this day. And I actually like I and I still keep in touch with people from my like the previous slapstick team that I had back in the day. And so I hit Dana up and Dana is doing like big shit now. And so um, I was like, hey, Dana, I want to take you to dinner. Like uh, we can meet next week or the week after that. Like I'm completely free the week of August 1st. So what's up? So she told me that she's actually traveling, doing her artsy stuff. And um, like she's gone and she's in Vermont until August 9th. I'm like, Dana, that I'm so proud of you. So when I said that, she sends me a message back and she says, I think you don't realize how working for you changed my perspective on myself and my own dreams, etc. I saw you commit to yourself and your ideas. And I was like, damn, I can do that, too. And I literally had damn. tears in my eyes when I read that. And I was like, that's the effect yeah, that's, I want to have on people. That's like, deep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't. One thing I always say, I'm like, I don't give a fuck how much money I make. I'm still going to go to thrift stores every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Like, I always want to be cool with people. Like, I don't want to. I mean, sometimes, like like we talked about earlier, like people get tired of people, but I want to remain humble. I always want people to feel like they can approach me. I don't want people to ever feel like they can't approach me. And so yeah. it, it like thrills me to hear you say that. Like, we, I'm happy that we met. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm so glad, too. And like, that was one of those things is like. I was even I was even doubting myself. I'm like, man, damn, like I'm gonna send this email, and I, and like not not knowing you, you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those prejudged thing. Is like I've emailed so many other businesses and so many other people in the past. I just had the preconceived notion. I'm like, the way it made it like because this was before I kind of really like seeked out and looked at all your stuff. I like all I see is like picture with Kevin Hart and this and black. I'm like, man, this. I was like, she's probably bigger than we expect. She's and not. She's gonna look at her numbers and be like, damn, nope. like I ain't working with this fool. And <laughs> the fact that you emailed me back like instantly, I was like, what? And like, it's <laughs> it's just like it was insane because I was like, yes, I need to make this happen. And I literally like I literally called him and was like, <laughs> guess what, motherfucker? And he's like, what? And it was like. I was like, this girl, Misha, I was like, I met her through my dude. She owns slapstick comedy, you know, entertainment shit. I was like, we're going to get a meeting with her. I said, I'm trying to work with her now to schedule a date and time. I said, we're going to go check out the studio and see what's up. And now we're here recording the podcast. Yep. And it's just crazy. What about me? Like, I got laid off. And then (laughs) if if I wouldn't have been laid off, I wouldn't have been able to make this. Uh, Yeah, that's that's what's crazy, too. Things are happening like... And, know. like, maybe it's happening for a reason, you know? The butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, is, like, you made that sacrifice to quit your job. And we've always discussed that, is, like, at what point in our success do we decide we need to focus on this full time? And we may have to quit and we may have to struggle mm-hmm. for a couple months or something to get it going. But at what point do we say, hey, let's go all in and just risk it for the biscuit? because like you have to do that if you're not like there's a lot of these people that they get to a point where it becomes a full-time job 
and working two full-time jobs, you get no sleep or whatever, and then right. you're burning yourself out. Yeah. And yeah. one's got to go at that point. Yeah, exactly. So it's chase your dream or it's work that job that you know you really don't want to do. Like, yeah. I never thought I would be in commercial real estate, let's be honest here. Like, that's not – I've never had any interest in real estate or anything at any point in time, but this is just kind of where my life has taken me. And, yeah. like – Back in the day, like I used to film videos and I used to like just entertain. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I just wanted to entertain people. And like now this is kind of like what life is becoming yeah. and like working with people. It's just kind of awesome. Yep, it's see. your destiny. That's yeah. the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Because like like we've talked about before is like it's not about the money. It's about the internet. Like I just want to make people smile, laugh, know yeah. that you make a difference in somebody's life. And like, you know, they could be sitting there and they're having a horrible day. And they just so happen to stumble across your content or whatever, and they have a laugh. And, you know, then they check you out more, and then they become a constant listener. And then you see, like, some of these people that are big now that reach out and they go, you know, like, people will reach out to these people and be like, you know, without you, you know, I could have been, you know, suicidal or done this and that. And it's like, it's those little, like, even though you don't know that person on a personal level, Mm -hmm. seeing some stuff like that, like really makes you think like, damn, I'm touching a lot of people's lives. And even what we do now, like, even though our podcast isn't huge, like how many people tune in, like how many of those 10,000 listeners a month or something tune in to those podcasts every single week and, you know, listen, because like, this is their escape. This is their getaway. Yeah. They have fun and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, the, there are constant people. Like we have constant listeners. And to think, I think like in total, um, I think, what was it? Like 62 countries or something was the, yeah. on the media kit. It shows that we reached and everything. Nice. And to think that's growing like constantly, like it's a worldwide thing. It's not just yeah. in the United States, like at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think that, like thinking like, man, somebody all the way out there in India is listening to my podcast. Yeah, and it's cool because one thing I always tell people is to put your content out. I'm like, don't really worry. I I mean, I hear people say it all the time, which is motivation to me to go ahead and just not really throw my content out there, but put it out there and place it. Like like we looked at the post before and we can see how many people we're reaching even by month, but they may not. They may not interact with your, you know, with your post the way we want them to. Yeah. But they see it. They know, they know who you are. They yeah. know who the fuck you are. They yeah. know what you're doing. They do. Yeah. So that's I mean, like, I always encourage people, like, even if you feel like you're going to be embarrassed, like you did it. Put it out there. Right. And you never know what's going to happen with it. You never know who's going to see it. You never know who's going to pick it up. Sometimes you got to embarrass yourself like, yeah. and just put stuff that like it may be like uncomfortable to share. But, like, there's been definitely times where, like, you know, I, I was a component of, like, my my mom won't ever listen to the podcast, right? And then she listened to an episode. <laughs> and then I get feedback from her. And, like, at that time, it was a negative feedback. Um, And there was a little bit of an argument and stuff. But I was like, <laughs> I was like you, you have to, because we were talking about, like, my situation growing up and stuff. And it was like, you got to understand, I didn't release that to like dog on you or anything like that. It was nothing negative towards you. It was to connect better with the people and understand my life story and like understand the things we've gone through because that yeah. makes us who we are. Yeah. You know, I mean, Christian's the same way. Christian had a rough childhood growing up and with some of the stuff he did with his parents and stuff. And then the same thing, it's like that makes you who you are. Yeah. And that also drives me 
to do this stuff because it's like I don't want to go back to them days where I was coming home and like, damn, the electric's off. Damn, the heat's off, you know, shit like that. Uh, Damn, we're losing the house, you know, and we got to move and all that shit. And it's getting repossessed by the bank, like coming home to a fucking sheriff's at your door, you know, shit like that. Like that shit's not fun. Right. So it's like I never want that for my daughter. So it's like it's not only do I want it for myself, but I, I just want it, you know. To be stable, but also give back to those people that need help. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, if I did become successful and I needed that money and stuff, that's the first thing I want to do is I want to, you know, we talked about, um, like, if we become successful and we have money, I would love to be able to buy property, um, like, in my old town and stuff and use it as, like, a place where people can go that don't, that need help, live their rent free, I'll take care of all the bills, and, you know, it's paid off or whatever. You live there until you get back up on your feet. Yeah. You don't. They're not leaving dime. if it's free. Yeah. yeah. Hell well, that's uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Water's like, rights, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> to a certain point, like obviously there's people that might abuse it, but like it's it's one of those things. It's like it's just helping people, mm-hmm. and it's like the right thing to do. And like where you were, I'm sure you probably didn't think that you would meet all these different comedians. Yeah. And build the brand you have so far. Never. I I never imagined actually. Like it's crazy because I'm like. I got these motherfuckers numbers in my phone. That's so crazy. It's like I can call these people up and, and, and the amazing part is, you know, you're like, man, they're going to forget about me or, you know, do I really have to remind them who I, who I am? And so like, like I said, when Mike Blackson comes, like he gave me tickets to like the wild and out show, Nick Cannon That's show. Awesome. Like I'm about to <laughs> go to everything. And, and the, every time the comedians come, like, and my friends are always impressed. Like we're sitting at fucking front row at Kevin Hart's show. I'm like, I oh, know. Can you, like, I'm still shocked about it. So yeah, I just try to, I want to remain humble throughout the whole thing. Like I, and and it makes me proud when people are like, Misha, one thing I love about you is you're still the same. Like you haven't changed. And I'm like, I don't plan to. Like no, I'm all this yeah. is who I am. This is this is who I'm gonna be. I always tell people, like, I am no better than you. Matter of fact, I ain't shit, if you want me to be <laughs> honest with you. That's what I always <laughs> I say. say that. Yeah. But like it, it's crazy to think about. Like you literally started this in your garage and stuff, and now you've moved into a studio. And it's like crazy to think it's like you went from you know, in a place rent free, just doing your thing, doing what you love. Mm-hmm. And then now you're making enough income to support having a whole staff of yeah. people, which is freaking insane. insane. Yeah. Like I couldn't even imagine, like we've talked about it now. We're like, damn, bro, we're going to eventually have to hire a person here, a person there. And it's like, no, we come in here and it's like, you got like, what, 10 people, eight people, somewhere around there. I have like 30 writers oh, altogether. Oh, 30. Jeez, just 30. It's just more writers. than I was thinking. <laughs> oh, damn. And then I have like, um, the rest of my, like my um, creative team, it's pretty small. Like I have like four graphic designers um, and one I have two animators and like a, a one person handles my social media. And then like, and then if, if she needs help, there is someone else that can help her. So, you yeah. know, we got like a little bit of backup and, and whatnot, but yeah, we make it, we definitely make it happen. Like well, I said, I'm so proud of my team. I know. And that's crazy. That's crazy to think that you build a team that big Yeah, off of yeah. like, you know, thinking of starting in the dining room. I mean, our first ever podcast that we recorded was literally in this man's parents' basements. Yep. And it's like now we removed to like we bounce back and forth between each of our places like that we stay. So, you know, we do a podcast there, we do a podcast here. And then now we're like working towards semi 
uh, permanent because it's still one of those things. It's like it's like we kind of trade off our travel mm-hmm. to yeah. do the podcast. But like being able to have a place to call a studio is in that spare bedroom. Yeah. Like I honestly I was moving out of the place I was at and I, I was kind of freaking out for a minute because it's so hard to find a place to live. And yeah, it, it was, is. It, it was is. one of those miracle things. Shout out to the old lady across the street that took, <laughs> took six shots of crown from me. Bitch. But she, <laughs> but she goes, she goes, hey, uh, my landlord, because he, he owned the building, the house right across from me. She goes, hey, he's got a place coming available. It's not even on the market or anything yet. It's right down here. And it was cheaper than the place I was living at. Oh, wow. Three bedrooms, bigger space. You know, full basement, everything. It's not a, I was in a, um, like a duplex before. Okay. It's not a duplex. It's a solo standing house now. Nice. And to think that I was able to get that and everything, and I didn't think it was, I was going to make it work. You know, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, man, he ain't going to take me, you know, shit like that. It was just one of those weird things. And like, it all kind of worked out. And now we're sitting here discussing like, damn, what are we going to do with the studio? How do we want to make it look? And we're talking about even like we want to do different things, kind of like here. We want to build an entertainment company, Mm -hmm. branch out. So we're talking about like building false walls and different sets and stuff so we could do like, you know, different podcasts with different themes and things like that to think like it's all kind of working out and then come in here. And it's like this is our first time like – being in a professional studio, yeah, you can call it because I would consider this a professional studio. Thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, it's just crazy to think about. It's like we went from a basement and now we're recording a podcast here in a professional studio with somebody that just has every connection in the yeah. world when it comes to comedians. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's still insane to me to think like that we have this relationship and there's so much more to go because it's one yeah. of those things like we, we've talked about. It's like, you would love to work with us. We would love to work with you on things and just build together because it's like we can provide stuff for each other just yeah. down the line. And to think like, I can't wait to even come back and meet some of your people on your team and stuff like that. And just see like how the shows develop and being able to see like the back behind the scenes of the magazines and stuff. Yeah. And to think like, damn, like when that comes out, I can be like, I seen that shit before it was even I ready. Seen that shit, that whole <laughs> process for and real. Let's talk about. Um, <clears throat> you said how you just got in contact with TikTok Mama. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I love her. She was actually one of the first people I followed on TikTok because um, she's hilarious. Like I just love her whole style. Um, I just I love everything about her. And like I told you guys, like I'm tripping that TikTok is like a business. Like yeah, when I looked up. Uh, contact information to tick uh, when I looked up contact information for TikTok mama she has like a whole manager and I was like get the fuck out of here I thought it was just individuals that make videos chilling at the crib yeah. once, once you hit once you hit that about million followers them fucking businesses come call and oh, yeah. you yeah. need somebody to manage you like now yeah, yeah. it's crazy and then you gotta pay those people that's the crazy thing that's to think the crazy about, thing. Like, you can literally go to bed one night and have you know, let's say a couple thousand followers, a video blows up. You wake up the next day, you got a couple hundred thousand, a couple million. You're going throughout your day and your shit's building up. Now you're like freaking out. You got brands reaching out to you and shit. You're probably like, that's a lot to deal with. And I feel like a lot of people, especially younger people, like kids and stuff that get TikTok famous, I feel like they have to get like, that's a way to get burned out. Oh yeah. Like that's the thing people don't really talk about, like children's celebrities and stuff. Look how many of those people got burned out because they got so rich and famous so quick. 
and they didn't know how to deal with it. And they, they didn't know how to crack. deal with it. They <laughs> end up on crack. Mostly those Disney kids. Like, yeah. You know. If you was a Disney kid back in the day, we're sorry for you. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for Hannah Montana Hannah and all Montana, those shows. Orlando Brown. Yeah. All Malone kid. Thank you for your entertainment, but damn, we're sorry what happened to Man, you. it is sad. It's really sad. But that's one thing I, I always um, think about. Because like even, like I told you guys, I don't have investors but when I do read emails from investors, they're always like, we're going to work side by side. And I'm just like, no, we're not. No, we're like, not. I'm controlling my own shit. I'm I just want you to fucking time. give me the money. Yeah. And then report. I'll report back to you like once a month. Exactly. Or I'll tell you month. what I'm doing with it. But yeah. that's it. That's it. And that's and you know what? It may be one of those things where we might just work out a connection. We never say never. You know, it's it's one of those weird things. But we kind of discussed it. It's like. Yeah, we got some people and may have to have some tough conversations. I, I'll be a little <laughs> bit nervous going into work, but you know what? It's just it's it's a start. You yep. get and what's the worst? What's the worst that can happen? The, uh, they say no. no. That's what my dad always right. said. Never, yeah. never be afraid to ask. The worst they can do or say is no. That's it. Ask that girl for her number. Ask that job for your promotion. You know, apply to NASA. What are they going to do? They going to tell you no, you're not an astronaut. Yeah. Oh well, shit. Ask for that apply. raise. What happens? Ask. What happens? There's that one in a million chance that NASA goes. Fuck it, let's just put a random person on the moon. <laughs> yeah. You imagine that shit? You find an ass and they're like, yeah, you can be an astronaut. That shit would be crazy as fuck. As maybe, fuck. Maybe they'll let that C average student into Harvard. Who knows? <laughs> Might as well try. I mean, that's all you can do. That's the funny thing about it. Yep. Um, now, like, let's transition, like, some questions and stuff that we kind of do. And, like, you know, we, we take it kind of funny and shit. But this is, like, one question that I feel like is a great way to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked it the other the other day, like we kind of discussed it. But let's say um, you had five minutes to live, basically. Okay. Who is the one person you would want to sit down with and spend that last little bit of time left? Um, it would be someone like Oprah. Oprah? I would love to talk to her. <laughs> that's kind of great that's like i mean that's not a bad choice i mean i yeah, I yeah. Get it, no. but like i mean just think about like she literally built her media up she just i don't know she fascinates me to this day even though she doesn't have her shows anymore like she's amazing to me right any is there any like oh, let's say oprah obviously one of them is there like a list of people that you would love to work with now even on the comedy side of things like who is your let's say your three big fish that you want to get up on to your side of things and work with your magazine and um, have them on show. So if it was comedians um, that are bigger, it would be definitely be like Adam Sandler. Oh I, yeah, I, I that'd love be him. awesome, dude. He is so funny. And like he's funny. It's so hard for him to make. He has bet like let's say he has mediocre movies, mm-hmm. but it's never like a fully bad movie. Like yeah. they're yeah. still it's still funny enough to where you're like, damn, it was funny they, to watch this. And, and I'd probably watch it again. Like uh, I what, love Adam Sandler. What was that what was that movie he did? The uh you're not my boy or whatever the one where he sleeps with his teacher oh, I, love, yeah, I, love, yeah, I love that i love that see i was just thinking about it today because we were talking about parks and rec the uh the strip club scene in parks and rec where ron goes to the breakfast buffet at the strip club and he's like hello ladies and he walks over to the breakfast buffet and it reminded me of the scene in that movie where the the big girl the big black girl is like up on the stripper pole and she's hanging up outside down and she's got a plate of breakfast and she's eating it while talking to adam sandler that shit cracked me the fuck up yeah. i love that movie i love him yeah but it would definitely be adam sandler let me think let me think i would love to talk to ricky yarvey is on my list like he's he's always been on my list 
And um, one more. Um, see, after this, I'm going to be like, damn, I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would have to be. I, I think I would pick like. I have somebody at the tip of my tongue, but I want to make sure that I, I'm like wise. I mean, the, that's choice. the thing is so hard to so pick many. just three. You yeah. know what I mean? There's could be like, you could have some honorable mentions if that's what you want to spit out. All if right. you want to spit out a third and then be like, oh, and this, this, and that. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it would, it's so hard to pick just three. Yeah. I would pick like Tyler Perry because he has built such an amazing, like his studio is phenomenal. And I want to get to the point to where people are contacting me to do verses in, in my studio. You yeah. know, like that would be so just awesome. So it would definitely be um, those three, Adam Sandler, Ricky Yarvey, definitely Oprah, definitely Tyler Perry. Yeah. And um, yeah, definitely those four, for sure, for sure. I, I got a quick question for you. Okay. This is kind of <clears throat> off the topic, but I ask people this all the time. If you could go back and talk to that young woman working for the school newspaper, and you could tell her what you got going on now. What do you think that girl would have said? Hmm. Would you be in shock? Would you know what I mean? Would she could she see this happening? I think so, because it's always like I've always wanted to be involved in media. I, I don't think actually when I wrote for the newspaper, I, I don't think I um, envis- envisioned myself like having a studio, having my own studio. I never even like at that time, I definitely wasn't thinking about it because my goal was to be a news anchor, you know, so I thought I was going to always be working in someone else's studio. So to be like, look, I got my own shit like (laughs) that kind of it does still surprise me, especially when people come in here and they're like, damn, Misha, this is like nice and you're fully equipped. And like I have a best friend. I'm his name is Steve Blackman. Steve has been Steve actually owns a gym and Steve, I love you to death. But Steve is one of the most outspoken I don't want to call him critical, but he like definitely speaks his mind. So when he came in here, he came in here maybe a month ago and visited me and he looked around and he was like, damn me. She was like, I'm proud of you. Like you got your shit together. He's like, look at all this goddamn equipment. Like, you know, yeah. and, and, and it takes people to remind me like you worked your ass off. And I'm yeah. like, damn, I did. I really did. Like I've just I mean, like like I told you guys, like I'm literally in here all day working because people don't understand what I'm trying to do. And, you know, I got a fucking magazine that I'm about to put out. So I got you guys see my email. Like yeah. I got a ton of emails. That's right. I, I remember you, you pulled that shit up. I was like, damn. damn. I was like, yeah. yeah. And the I'm crazy, surprised you got my email. <laughs> man, the crazy part is, yeah. See, like I have a ton of emails that I still have to go through. And like one thing I do is I, I watch um, YouTube videos. And so like right now I feel bad. Like, damn, I got all these emails I have to reply to. But I watched a video where a lady said, you know what? Sometimes I get so many emails. She's like, now I don't even let it bother me anymore. She's like, sometimes I don't respond to people for a month. She's like, because I got, I just got shit to do. And that's just the way it is. But I try to get back to people within like 72 hours. Like, I don't want to just keep it sitting there or piling up. But um, people just don't understand. Like, I, my plate is definitely full, but I'm still going to respond. Like, like I said, I want people to reply to me. Like, I I sent an email to TikTok mama's people and they got back to me within 72 hours. And even when that email came through, I'm like, what the 
fuck? Oh my god! Like yeah, I was like completely like you're star- shocked. You're starstruck about that stuff, and it's like we're becoming starstruck. Like even like w- when it came to you, I was like, damn, bro! Like we're really gonna go on there. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy to think. So it's like it's crazy to think like us being excited to come here. And how excited you are to work with her. It's like, mm-hmm. it never ends. There's always somebody yeah. above you that you're like, you're dying to meet or you're yeah. dying to see and stuff like that. And, and it's crazy to think it's like, that's your dream too, is yeah. like working with these people. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like us, it's like, oh damn, we're like, we get to work with you and like do this podcast and stuff. And it, that's just insane. But it's cool to see that. Like you still have a passion and I'm sure that drives you even more. Yeah. It's cause you're like, yes, I get to meet this person. I get to hang out with yeah. them. And the, to see the list of your questions and to see what you were writing down and what you want to ask and stuff. That's awesome to see you because a lot of people, you know, like they just be like, Oh, well I'll just figure it out when I go, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, you're planning this out. So it's like, it's legit and it's, Straight up, and it's like real. It's not like some fake hillbilly giant garage like thing. <laughs> like even when you were in the garage, you were still doing it real. Oh yeah. But you know, a lot of these people, they'll hit you up, and then it's just like it's just like you think it's more than what it is, and then it turns out not to be. And you're like, eh, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like here's like legit. Like it's legit, legit. You got processes, you got people and stuff, and it's cool to see. And like we've we've already talked about it a thousand times, but I can't wait to see what still comes out of it. Yeah, and yeah. What what's made and stuff like that. And I can't wait to show you. Because, I know that, that yeah. that's the cool thing. It's just be like I get to see it now in development. It's like I get to see it when it's finished. I get to yeah. see what happens after. Like I'm sure you're gonna fill us in and stuff like that. And that's <laughs> it's just so funny to like think about that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You do it's make insane. us want to work harder though. Oh yeah, like, I see, love like that. seeing that is like for sure. I like this is the same thing as like, damn, bro, like if we if we really just grind it out, we could, you know, have a setup like this one day and shit like that. Yeah, you will. Cause I I still I mean, like I said, if I always tell people if I can make it happen, you definitely can. And you know, you, most of, for the most part, you got to ignore negativity. Like even last night, my freaking son texted me and told me how shitty my numbers are. And I'm just like, what? Damn, you, you hater. Get, Damn. Off my, get off my shit. Yeah. I'm like, what about your numbers? Like you've been on YouTube. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to like some guy I don't even know. Okay, like TikTok I'm, boy. Yeah. Like or, bye. Or Twitch. He's on Twitch, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's on Twitch and YouTube. You and he's create, a gamer. Create a fake profile. You go up on his Twitch next time you stream and you start hating all the little comments. Yeah. And it's funny because when I told him like your numbers are worse than mine, dude, I try to go to his YouTube page to see how many he has and he he already blocked or deleted me or whatever it is. I don't know. But I couldn't find his shit. So he bye. Goes, he goes, Dave, you hate all me, mom blocked. Yep. I'm sure he blocked me. So yeah, like <laughs> you gotta ignore everybody. You do. <laughs> it, like so that's a good thing we talked about. Like so with you building up and growing and stuff, have you like we've kind of talked about this because being younger and stuff like that, us being both like I mean, I'm twenty five, he's I'm what you're twenty six still. And like being at our age, it's like we have a lot of friends that like fake support us. Oh yeah. And you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things it's like they say like, Oh yeah, we listen, but we know they don't. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, Oh yeah, we would love to be on, we'd love to do this and stuff. And they want nothing to do with you. And then it's like that moment that success or like something starts coming. Oh yeah, I got all I these people got like just today. Yeah. Even when we were posting like cause we posted about the good pod thing, you know, being like number thirty six on their top one hundred and stuff like that. And then about, you know, getting ready for the meeting and stuff coming here. 
And it's like you just people just flood and they're like, oh, like now they want to be a part yep. of yep. your life and stuff like that. Have you dealt with that with oh. people that you're friends with and like, you know, people that you like really were close with or like even thought you were close with somebody, but they're really just along for the ride and they don't want to be a part of it yeah. when you have nothing. Basically. Yeah. I recently made a post because I made a, a great connection. Like and that's what I like again. Never always put your content out because you never know who's going to see it. I recently got a um, message um, when we were promoting the cover of the promo cover of the magazine with Jason and um, a guy sent me a message and he was like, hey, I see that you have a magazine. I see that you do this. Like he, he checked out my content and he's like, I really want to meet you. Like I want to work with you. And I'm like, all right, let's schedule a Zoom chat. We scheduled a Zoom chat. He's a comedian and he is a graphic designer for Ebony Magazine. Oh, oh shit. Isn't that That's awesome? awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I get to actually meet him next month and he opens for a national comedian. So I'm trying not to give his name away because, you know, but I get to meet them next month. So I'm like really excited about it. Is it a comedian it, we would know? That's a great question. Probably. Yeah. I could tell you guys after we uh, yeah, are okay. definitely. So. It's like one of those things. It's like you don't want to spoil it. But yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing. Cool. Like even when we went to like Burt's show and stuff to like to see the smaller comics that he works with and things like I think it was like Dave Williams and stuff like that. And there's uh, a couple other people. And to see like Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah. And we actually talked about Gill- her recently. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I love her. She's, I love she's her so too. Cool. She's hilarious. Yeah. And like Shane Gillis and David Tell and, you know, Big J Olkerson. And like to see all these names in comedy that like are big people and to just like be in the just be able to see a show live because it was one of those things like i've always been trying to go see bert but it was like almost yeah. impossible the something always came up you know like my daughter i had her or i needed to go like the last time he was in columbus i sacrificed going to a show to take her to Kosai because uh, she really wanted to go. And I spent yeah. six hours at Kosai instead of going to Burt. And then it kind of all worked out. I I literally called Christian like the Wednesday before the show was on Saturday. I said, dude, I said, will you go with me if I buy these tickets? I've been wanting to go. And I, I just said, fuck it. I spent the $400 it was on tickets. Mm-hmm. And we drove down to Dayton that day and went to see him. And it was awesome. And it was, we That's never amazing. regret it. It's like one of those things. You got to treat yourself. Yeah. Hell every yeah. now and then. Yeah. And it's like... It's just it's awesome to be able to do that. And then like like you said, work with the people that you're getting the chance to work with and also blocking out all the people that, you know, just they they're not there to actually support you. Yeah. And stuff like that. And that's what I think we kind of find hard. It's like there's connections we've had and friends that we had that we grew up for a long time that you would think would support you and, you know, everything. And it's like, damn, like if this thing really pops off to the point, it's like we're going to have to cut these people yeah. To a certain point or put them at a certain length because it's like all they want to be is a part in the fun. Yeah. And they don't want to be there during the grind and the hard times. And they don't yeah. want to listen. Like I have one friend, I have like two friends that truly from where I come from up towards Tiffin that truly still listen to the podcast like every week. And it's like every time I ask somebody else about it, and they're like, oh, I haven't listened to the episode in a while. See. And it's yeah. like, well, you aren't really supporting it. Oh, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But these people, they will message me every week like, damn, dude, that shit was funny, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, yeah. and sometimes they even give us feedback like, hey, you know, I noticed this during the episode or whatever. This was a little odd or this this kind of sounded off or there was an error here and there. And I'm like, thanks for that. Like, you're yeah. you're literally analyzing it yeah. and you're giving me feedback. Yep. Instead of just like listening and being like, oh, yeah, it was great. I'm glad you that you I mean? recognize like who's down for you and who's yeah. not. Like it's it's so important to notice that up front and, and like 
yesterday I cut somebody off. I'm like, hey, we can't, we just can't ride this roller coaster together. And they went bazookas. And I'm like, see? Really? They yeah. like flip. Like, and that's the oh, thing too. Flip. Is when Man. you tell somebody like, no, they 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 get mad. And it's like, yeah. listen, if you wanted to be a part of it, why weren't you like involved in your why weren't you trying to help out? Mm-hmm. Like we've had a couple of people that like we reached out to try to work with that we had friends that were talented yeah. and was like, you know, we would love to work with you. We would love to do this. Like if you could just do this with us, like, you know, we ain't got no money to pay you. Mm-hmm. But if you do it for free, you can be along the success. Like, we would love to hire you when yeah, we make it. when we yeah. make it. And yeah. it's like those people, like, you know, they're, oh, yeah, I'm down. And then they just go. They never, never but then they But then they hit you back and they're like, oh, you know, I'm still around. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I recently made a post and I said, uh, I said, new challenge. I had the stars by a new challenge. I said, let's. uh practice saying congratulations instead of when someone tells you they have good news people are always like hook me up you gotta hook me up why you don't we don't you don't do anything for my company yeah i did everything i had to do to get to this to this spot right here and it's just a jump but i'm supposed to hook you up i can't stand those types of people and that's the thing too is like People don't know how to just say they're proud of you and leave it at that. Thank you. A lot of times, that was one of my biggest complaints is like, I know a lot of people that they'll be like, oh, like, I'm I'm happy for you, but X, Y, and Z. And it's like, just tell me you're proud of me. Don't tell me, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done that. Like, that's going to come. That's that's part of learning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But don't don't find a thing to hate. Just say, you know, congratulations. And I'm going to appreciate that. And it, it's almost negative when you when you say like, oh, I'm proud of you, but you could have done X, Y and Z better. That that's not a compliment. That's kind of like, OK, th- like, thanks. It's kind of like a backhanded thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm happy for you, but this sucks or, you know, your show is really not that funny or whatever. It's like, come the fuck on. Or it's or it's oh, that's cool. Let me come through. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Like, no. you just want to come through when I'm doing the good shit. Yeah, but you don't exactly. want to help me with anything. Yeah. You, nope. you don't even want to put a fucking a sign on the wall for me, but nope. you want to go to the shows. You yeah. want me to make sure I give you tickets. And you don't even want to share our posts online. Yeah. That's the thing too. Is like, that's free. You don't even want to subscribe to the YouTube. That's free. You don't have to watch the shit. Just subscribe, subscribe, follow the social media. What's wrong with that? It's yep. simple, easy. I could tell you out of the thousands of friends that we have on our social medias, I bet you out of that, we probably have a good solid 20, 30 each that actually follow our shit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not even 20, 30. I think I've got a couple, but I think I've got like one friend that watches every episode. He's my homie, Aaron, my best friend that I grew up with in South Carolina. My one day one. He watches it every fucking week. Comments on the TikToks, comments on the tweets, you name it. He's there commenting on the shit. So I know he's, you know, he's somebody that I would like to take with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People like that. That actually support what you're doing. And, and and people don't even realize, like, even that like or the comment, that helps that with the algorithm. Yeah. Like, we need that. That's, and I always make sure I reply when people comment. comment I always make sure I reply to them. I, I, yeah. I can't even lie, man. I probably have, like, four different Gmails because it was one of those things. It's like, that's a way to help. 
It's like, yeah, I got four different Gmails, and yeah, I might, I might have twenty likes, and four of those are my own accounts. Mm-hmm. But shit, like, I'm, I'm trying to boost the algorithm. Yeah. And if you aren't willing to help me as a friend, then I'm gonna find a way to do it myself. Yep. I don't want to pay for the bots like we talked about. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I ain't trying to pay seven hundred dollars for ten thousand followers or mm-hmm. something like that's not us. I want to do it the hard the way. The hard way. I want to grind for it, and I want to earn every single real person on that page. Mm-hmm. I don't need no fake shit or anything like that. We we're gonna grind it out. Whether it takes a year, two years, five years, 10, 15, 20, eventually it will come. Yeah, and for sure. The same thing like you, you know, maybe there's a, you know, I would hope there isn't a break, but just like you had to take where there was a break and now you have to start your stuff back up again. And it's like, you're still following that passion and that dream. Yeah. And you yeah. never let it go out. Yeah. Cause I've always felt like I had something and then like even getting the compliments from major comedians like I remember when Don DC Curry was like man I'm proud of you he was like I want you to realize you really have a great product he's like you your mind is really working for you and and you got to work this out he was like it's all going to come together it's all going to come tenfold and I'm like and I'm ready for it yeah yeah, I'm ready always and that's awesome to get a compliment from somebody that like that that's already made it yeah Yeah, so and it's like they see the potential in you Mm mm-hmm and I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, obviously it's not one of those things you've probably done, but I'm sure if you reached out to these people and you're good enough friends with you, they would find a way to help you. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the long run. And, like, you already do that, like, with connections and stuff. And that's one of our things is, like, I don't want a handout from somebody, mm-hmm. but I would love to work with people and be able to build a connection with them and their connections to let us work our own thing and, like, be able to build it was the same thing you talked about like with your people that have left your company and gone on and done their own things it's like that's what we would love to do as an entertainment company too is like i want to build a brand and i want to venture out and then take the people that we built up and let like don't force them to stay with you if they want to go do their own thing let them do it and be proud of it and you know what when they find success who's the first person they're going to think of when they want to have somebody it's so true Because one of the guys, like I I read Dana's message, Um, one of the guys that used to design my magazine, his name is DeLong Chang. He actually does photography for Harper's Bazaar now, which is like a huge magazine. Um, The other guy that used to do my video editing, he um, is making movies now. He he was living here in Columbus, Ohio, and he's like in a whole nother state making movies. And all of them came back and was like, if I didn't, if you did not give me that experience, I would have never got there. Yeah. If yeah. you didn't let me show my work, I would have never been able to be as successful as I am now. So I love helping people. And I tell my team to this day, like, if you ever need a reference, I don't care if it's 15 years down the line from now, like, reach out to me. As long as you didn't, as long as you did not cross that bridge with me, yeah. reach out to me because I'm always going to be here to help and you. you. Can't, and like, that's the thing, like, we, we talked about, it's like, don't burn that because you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who doesn't say 15 years down the line, it's like, they need a, they're trying to do something and they're trying to work with a comedian and they're like, yo, Misha, do you got that hookup with Dave Chappelle? Like, we're just trying to, like, do you have a contact I can reach out to his team or something? And then you'd be like, yeah, I got you. Versus somebody that, you know, burned that bridge. If they come down the line, they're like, hey, you know, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but blah, blah, blah. You're probably going to just ignore that. Yeah, I definitely do. It happens. Wrong number. Got a new number. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had one comedian hit me up recently and he's all like, I feel like I've done more than all of the other comedians. And I'm like, see, I will never work with you again. How could you say that? Because you don't even know what the other comedians have helped me with or what they've done for me. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I, I don't like comments like that. That's that's shady to me. 
Yeah. yeah, because and, you can't, like, you guys are on the same level. You didn't do mm-hmm. anything special. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know, just comments like that. It's super weird because even if you did do more th- than the other comedians, like, you, I still helped you connect with other people. Yeah. So you should be thankful. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I just, ugh. I just don't like when people leave bad tastes in my mouth. That yeah. just drives me crazy, you know? Yeah. And we are back from our lick. Little quick commercial break there, you know, going over some stuff, more behind the scenes shit. Uh, one thing, like I said, we, I, I, my big question I wanted to ask you was now that you've kind of developed and you're still growing and stuff like that, what is one piece of advice or some advice that you would love to share with our listeners and stuff that may be interested in, in pursuing a similar career or taking that next step and like, you know, going for it and stuff like you said, like, cause you, you are one of those great people. Like after hearing all the stories and stuff of the people you worked with before, what is one piece of advice or something you would love to tell our fans and hopefully soon to be your fans too, once they listen to this stuff and like, you know, some advice you'd give them that you would just love to share to help them take the next step and further their lives. Well, Tyler, thank you. I mean, Big Crisp, thank Big, you for calling yeah. me. <laughs> it's all good. You can call me either way, you know. Thank you for calling me a great person. I really appreciate that. But um, as I already said, don't 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 refrain from putting out your content. Like if you create it and it's meant to go on social media and that's what you plan to do with it, put that shit out there. Don't be afraid because you never know. Don't worry about if you get a like or not. Don't worry about if you get a thousand likes or not. Don't worry about if you get one like or not. Put that shit out there. That is like my biggest. Like, I just want people to understand that because. And do it. Do it for you, basically. Yeah, is what you're saying. do it because you don't know who's watching. Like, I get more emails and inboxes and text messages and just messages, period, from people saying, hey, I like what you're doing. But I would rather I would rather it be a like or a follow, yeah, yeah. But or a retweet, yeah, some shit like that. But I, sometimes I just don't get that. But I respect it because people see what you're doing, and that's what matters. Like, put your shit out there. <laughs> I like your shit, but I don't want anybody to know that yeah, I like your I, shit. Yeah, shit, we talked about that before. It's like riding <laughs> yeah. a moped, man. You, you, a moped may be fun, but shit, you don't want to see your, your friends friend. on one, man. <laughs> It's crazy too. <laughs> that's that's facts though. Yeah. That's that's true. Now like so coming from that point, is there like I I hate to discourage people and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. But there is there ever a point where you think some people sh- should just stop with creating content cuz like we're kind of getting more into like people that we are friends with and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where I'm going with this. Oh, but boy. we have this good friend of ours that like he just believes that he's going to have a rap career and we support him fully. Keep doing your thing and stuff. And like he does do good at some point, but like we feel like at this point it's a detriment to him because like of how much hate he gets and stuff and how much like drama it's causing in his life Ooh. and things. And it's starting <laughs> to affect him negatively. Oh. And like we feel bad, but it's like we don't want to tell him to stop Oh, because like we want to be those supportive people, but it's like. Maybe you should just, you should lay off. He's so, got he's got haters online making videos about where he lives and oh, oh, yeah. ordering pizza ordering pizzas to his house. <gasps> 
and stuff but he he kind of brings it on himself because he he literally will like message these people and these are like middle schoolers and he's grown he's like 24 arguing with kids no. and we're like buddy you gotta you just gotta quit you gotta, you gotta cool like just it. let it go and like that's one of the things it's like dealing with haters well, it's what like what is do the that? best what is the best thing to deal with haters is just not do it yeah, just don't do it. And what makes them literally ordering pizza to his like, house? Like, yeah, so they like they just he's the type of like so he has a some form of disability. We don't uh, know like what to the extent because it's never been like a hundred percent clarified. But he definitely like you know there's a a couple screws loose, couple French fries short of a happy meal. You know that kind of, that kind of deal. Um, and like we've known him since high school, and you, you we're we're friends with him, and he comes on the podcast with us every now and then. And okay, stuff. yeah. And it's like then we get the hate. Like I get messages from the people that he argues like, with. Why the fuck? And yeah, it's like, yeah. And it's like it's annoying, but it's like he's still our friend. Yeah, and we still like support him and love him and shit. But like it's just one of those things. It's like at what point do you either a cut that person out yeah. or b like how do you deal with that on your perspective? What do you what would you do in that situation? Yeah, if I'm getting negative comments on my platform about someone they're not right <laughs> like something's wrong with them you know like yeah. yeah i would that's when i would definitely stop like oh no i don't i, I can't have that so it's that person but really they order pizza to his house like yes like they we literally had him on the podcast one night and literally he like he he's like mad like we're about to start and he's pissed off and we're like what's wrong he goes some motherfucker just ordered 12 pizzas to my house and i was like damn bro <laughs> and his parents were there and they like obviously they're like uh we didn't order anything and it's like not only these kids cost an company's money by yeah. making pizzas but they're torturing this poor man like <laughs> okay is this audience that's doing that to him yes or? because he posts a lot of it. he's trying to be a rapper and he posts a lot of that online but then he also posts videos like somebody will comment and be like you're trash Right, and then he will argue with them in the comments oh, instead of see, just yeah, letting that's it go. Unprofessional. And he'll make yeah. videos. Hey, fuck you, Black Daddy sixty six. You go oh, fuck. Yeah. I, he wouldn't be on none of my shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So no. like, we're, like with us trying to build a platform and stuff, like we've had these conversations several times. It's like, man, do we just like stop hanging out with yeah. him, and stop inviting him stuff? Yeah, like we love him to death, but it's like. I just, I don't think we can have our business associated it with that It sounds anymore. like that's the way to go. Like, I would definitely. <laughs> I, I'm glad we're getting advice on this. Yeah. Because this is one of the things is like, I know he pro like, he doesn't really listen to the episodes that he's not in. Okay. So I know he's not going to listen to this. But like, it's just, I, we need to make a decision because it's one of those things where like, everybody just knows who we're talking about without saying his name. So everybody's yeah. that's, that's the funny thing. Like, they're probably like dying. They're like, oh, we know exactly who they're talking about. <laughs> But it's like, we're not going to say it. Yeah, we're not going to say it. <laughs> but, like, we've had plenty of people question us. They're like, why the fuck did you put him on your podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's It's fine. like, man, sometimes you just got to fill some spots, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is he entertaining at all? Sometimes. sometimes but sometimes, yeah. you know, we just, like, we've had some, so here's a funny, if you go back, listen a couple episodes ago, um, we actually, we had a guest on that I met through him. They were first cousins that were dating. 
hold up. First cousin love. The first cousin love. It is the episode name, and they're co- first cousins that were dating. And he was chained up in his in his. And uh, this is him. No, no, no. This is his friends that he hangs out with. That he took me to meet one night. They and his friends are first cousins, like their yes. mom, yeah. and dad, or brother, yes. sister, or what the fuck. And then they're really dating. Like, yeah. this is serious. Yes. Yeah. And he was locked up in his his girlfriends well the the cousins he was locked up in her parents basement for five years chained up to the walls what? and shit he is this for real? that's is, what he said dude he has ptsd and everything from it it was hilarious talking to him when we had him on the podcast I like, these are the type of characters <laughs> you got send this to me please. i will i'll send you the link to the video because it's it's like we are literally laughing our asses off like we are dying and like apparently they like he has schizophrenia um, I would too. Been <laughs> yeah, what the right. Fuck? That's what I'm saying. But like, it's Dude's just insane. Like, it 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 was just crazy to think about, and like the whole situation. And, and I'm just looking at Christian, and we're both like, we're looking at each other. And we're like, man, like this is crazy. We're dealing with this, but like, we need to get away from this shit. Like, <laughs> sure, we're trying to be professional. You know, we want to be like on this level. We don't want to be on that. You know, we just took a stroll through the trailer park type level. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like, uh, so before you came up with slaps comedy that's a funny thing is like were you flirting with any other names before yeah like uh i wanted i wanted my i wanted slapstick i wanted my brand to be affiliated with a comedy name and mm-hmm. so but people were coming up like i literally took a survey and i'm like what should i call it they're like zeal it was like names like that like that's weird weird shit and i was like i can't <laughs> i'm gonna end up changing it so one day i Okay, this was like AOL days. AOL chat room yeah, days. AOL chat room days. <laughs> I times. literally typed typed in like comedy. I, I think I went to like a dictionary and I went to the synonyms and slapstick came up and I was like, there it is. And I was yep. like, I'm just going to take out the C and I'm going to just have it S-C-I-K and make it my own. And yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people make that mistake. They'll hear slapstick and then they type it slapstick. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like a bunch of comedy videos pop up. And they're like, this isn't anything. Yeah. Like, like one like, time oh, somebody hit me up right. like, Misha, you're selling Asian women. Like, no. <laughs> the <fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeez. awesome. Selling Asian women. Yeah, shit. some bullshit. I'm like, I would never. So like we flirted with the idea. Like, so the original name, what we were before we settled on no AC, only fans as like a pun on words which we've had questionable decisions i've at least questioned it i'm like damn bro was that the best choice in name like but it was funny you know it was just kind of like a catch we were gonna go with what shooting the shit in the trailer park or no, whatever was the tripping in the trailer park trip, okay. well that would have been better honestly yeah. trip. i thought we was shooting in the shit in the trailer park and i'm like that's just long name the long name you know yeah. what i mean i want to keep it kind of short but then no mm-hmm. ac only fans is any shorter but tripping in the trailer park i mean it's just like shit like that that i'm thinking like damn i don't want to be associated with the trailer park yeah yeah <laughs> But that would be a cool set because you could have done like a double wide as a, a set or something like that. Yeah. Made it look like a little trailer park or something. So it's just one of those things. It's like it's crazy what you think. And like I'm sure businesses evolve. Like you've never changed your name, right? You've just stuck with slapstick. Yep. But like that's one of the things we talked about is like if we owned an entertainment company, I would love to like no AC only fans is a part of it. it. I do not want that to be the the main name of the company, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Like we flirted with the idea, like what can we name it? You know, a good shell company name. And then this is just like, you know, no AC only fans, a production of, you know, blah, 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 entertainment or something like that. So one thing I did do was I completely legalized 
my production company, Misha Media, but Slapstick is like my DBA. Mm-hmm. So, see, because like that's what I was thinking. I think honestly, when I created the business ID and everything, which was insane to think about when we were doing a lot of this stuff, I didn't know we needed a business ID and all that stuff and mm-hmm. register with the government. Like, we kept it under the No AC Only Fans name, but I'm sure we can like change that in the future i'm yeah. sure it will work around it but it's just one of those things a lot of people don't realize like it, until we started this how much actually goes into like creating a, a podcast and stuff is like people think like oh i just record it and upload it and it's like nah, no it's not how it is um no. somebody certain i forgot to tell you this christian which you'll get a, you'll get a comedic um stance out of this and i i would love your feedback on the title because it in my opinion the the name of the podcast is very bad um, but my crazy ex-neighbor has decided to go buy a microphone and a new laptop, and he wants to start his own podcast. Oh, fuck. And he, he knows he's like, this dude's Okay, that's what I say. So you must know. Um, I, I, don't, I guess I'll bleep out his name. Screw it. Oh, yeah. But anyways, Oops. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyways, like his podcast name that he wants to start is Let's Be Racist. Oh, no. And I'm like. Oh. That's a turn off already. That's what I said. I said. I don't think that's the best name you could no. choose. And he goes, no, no, no. Listen to my idea. He goes, the podcast is about talking about racism to, like, get over the hump. No. And, like, trying to talk about it and have those discussions. And I was like, man, that's just that's just a horrible name. It's a horrible Let's name. Let's Be Racist makes you sound like you're, like, a KKK podcast yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm going to get canceled like, and sued in yeah, you can't. One. There's no way. You couldn't even upload, like, what platform is going to let you have and that? And even if I was scrolling and I saw that name, I would completely, I wouldn't even want to know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. I would completely skip over that. Even if and, it was black people. I would not even listen to that. I wouldn't even yeah. want to like, so, no. So let's just put it out to the audience. Make sure you think long and hard of what you are choosing to name. And like, don't make that quick decision. And a lot of people change their name. I mean, look at rappers and stuff. Yeah. Look how many rappers had some whack ass names before they became up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they like change their name. And like, I'm sure a lot of these comedians and stuff have oh, had yeah. nicknames yeah. and stuff that you cycled throughout the years and things like that. And, like the it's just weird choices. One of the comedians we were just looking at, the BB name. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it, but um, he was telling me that one time he used to just go by that. Like that was his name. That, that's how he was introduced to the stage. And he said after he got finished performing, he went backstage and he said one of the a, a super. I'll tell y'all her name afterwards, but a super national um, comedian was like, "What the fuck did they call you?" <laughs> and she was like, "And you really go by that?" <laughs> And he was like, yeah. And he was like dead serious. Like, that's what I want my name to be. She was like, no, that's not how you do business. So you guys see how I had his first name, his stage name, and then his last name. She was like, if you want to have like a a stage name, still add your uh, your um, your 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 name, your yeah. government name around it. Yeah, that way, because right. you, you want people to know who the fuck you are. She's like, are you going to be 60 years old and that's how you want to be introduced to the stage? Like, you got to yeah. definitely think really hard about what you want your business you gonna to be. You're going to be Flav at 66. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, though. Shit, like, what is uh, Meta World Peace? Is yeah. it, isn't that uh, his name still? Yeah. That's like that's a kind of a funny name to like be. It's like, damn, bro, how do you like when you're filling out an application or something, that must take you forever. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Put that whole name down and shit like that. But like, yeah, you, it's definitely one of those things you got to think about it because it's like there's different scenarios that will come up in your life. 
And it's like, eh, do I do, you know, mm-hmm. there's times where your name may not always fit where you want it to fit. And you yeah. kind of have to edit it here and there. And you're like, yeah, maybe I should kind of scale this back or whatever. Yeah. Now, like with our name is like, it's stupid, but I can't tell you how many content lists. Like I have all of our podcast information on the back of my car. So I, I'd use my Cricut and I put like our podcast on there, our Apple podcast, like all the different links and then all of our social medias I have. Cause I'm like, it's free advertising. Yeah. I'm driving around anyways, might as well advertise. I can't tell you how many times somebody, I've just been driving down the highway or something, somebody will pull up and they'll show the phone and like they're following us or something. Nice. Or they'll like, they'll literally message me on a social media and be like, I just seen your car. Ha ha ha. Like, I'm definitely following you now just because of the name and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, it, it is funny. But, and like you, I always thought, I was like, damn, like, is that the best choice? But then like at the end of the day, it's like, it works. Like, yeah. you know, it yeah. works. People laugh about it. And it's going to be one of those things you kind of remember. And it's like, oh, that's, yeah, I, I remember. That's kind of like one of those oddball names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like kind of making yourself out because there are a lot of people out there that have similar names. And it's like you go to look somebody up and you find a whole different person. And you're like, that's not the person I was looking for. Yeah, You're selling Asian bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find that c- completely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That somebody would think you were doing that. Me too. Do yeah. you have any uh, last questions or anything before we get into the closing of the episode? Um, no, I don't really have any <clears throat> other questions. I'm just, I just want to say it was an honor to be here. And oh. I, I'm glad that we met you and feel like it was meant to happen. Christian, do you have a name like Big Crispy, by the way? Or do you just go by Christian on here? Just Christian. Okay. CC Klein. I mean, yeah. that's about as closest to yeah. his, okay. his nickname. Uh, do you have anything for us that you want to know? Or are we going to eventually be on yours and we'll tell you all about us? <laughs> yeah, that would actually be cool. Like, we should definitely do another show and then I get to interview you guys. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like I said, definitely. Like, it, it's one of those things and hopefully we grow this relationship. And, I, yeah. you know, I hope the fans enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll definitely put all your guys' social medias and stuff in the link to, in the description. Thank you. You got big shows coming up, which I'm actually kind of excited. Me like too. I know you kind of took a break on mm-hmm. some of them, but I'm actually excited to see those come out and things like Thank that. Thank you. Um, and definitely be ready for the October 1st release yes. of the TikTok issue of the Slapstick magazine, right? Got it. That's what, what it is yep. completely. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to butcher the name or anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I always forget. <laughs> but I do like to clarify because uh, one thing, okay, so you guys see how I have Slapstick comedy so one thing i noticed is like even though it's other brands are spelt with the c like one day i um so at first i started with just slapstick and i was like i wonder if people really know what that is and i felt like i needed clarification so then i changed my website to slapstick comedy and i was like i felt like it was too long so now my website is comedy slaps yeah. Which people get that. Yeah. But one day I just typed in slapstick and I was like, let me see what just what the fuck comes up. They have all kind of shit under slapstick, slapstick, skateboard, slapstick, <laughs> like all kind of shit. And I was right. like, I'm glad that I that I clarify that it's comedy. Yeah. Like the, that part is important the, to me. The legit yeah. member that's S-L-A-P like slap and then S-T-I-K. You got it. No C. No C. Don't put that C in there. Leave you it know. out. We ain't sticking people. <laughs> Comedyslaps.com. Like yep. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, and shout out to this original magazine. 
that you kind of passed off to us. Yeah, can't Christian can show the camera. I fucking love this, and I, like you. I told you, I'm gonna frame this shit. Please. And I hope to God that one day, like somebody just walks in my house and they're like, "Damn, you got the OG copy of the Slapstick magazine." Like that's where we're hoping you get to one day, and yes. like we're wishing upon that success and everything. And we'd love to be a part of it and help you out in any ways. And like even with us, like even if we're successful or anything, this is a relationship. Oh yeah, uh, we would bring you along. Along the same thing because it's like you gave us the platform to come on here and talk with you and everything and it's like it's much appreciated because it's like you were honestly probably one of the true like first guests that we did not know anything yeah. about oh, wow. you're like without ha- having somebody that we knew or a connection or whatever yeah you were honestly the first guest ever that we've had that we've known nothing about and we've just kind of come and through a relationship and messaging. Got to learn a lot. So I'm glad you were the first one. Me too. Thank you. And I know people are going to love it because they've been wanting us to reach out to different things. Mm -hmm. And when they see the people that you've worked with and everything, they're just going to, I hope it blows their mind. Me too. Come flooding your stuff and we just get you started off on the right foot because we got all them shows coming up and the podcast coming back out again and everything. And you said you have planned a five shows. Right, you yes. want to do throughout the week? Yep. So we're going to make sure to get everyone on there. And if your team, if you want to send me your team's information, okay. I'd be more than happy to put their social medias in the description and everything too. Okay. Give love to everybody because like you said, it's a team effort. It's, not, the just, love. it's yep. not just a one person thing. And like, we can't thank you enough for that. And like you said, we appreciate everything you've done for us. This like, was, even just yeah. having us on. This was fun. And um, you're a very good host, I must say. And Christian, you're Thanks. fucking hilarious. Too, <laughs> <over there. laughs> but yeah, this was fun. I'm glad we did this tonight. We spent five, five, six hours together. So I yeah. know it was one of those things. It was a vibe. Like, it, it turned in from like a, oh, we're just checking out the spaces. Like, fuck it. We might as well do a podcast Yeah, while we're here. And it's awesome. And like, obviously everything isn't fully set up. A hundred percent yet. Right. And I can't wait to see it fully set up. But once we do get it fully set up and stuff, we'd love to be back and do more podcasts yeah. and just do more things. And we might have to borrow your green screen every now and then because I would Whenever love to you need do it. some stuff. Whenever you need it. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, damn, bro, we could use the green screen for something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I might have to invest in one of those myself, but I don't know if we have enough room in our studio at my house. You can always use mine. No problem. That's awesome. See, and that's the thing. It's like, do you have anything you want to say to the people? Um, just make sure you check out my website, ComedySlaps.com. Please follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook. We just started our TikTok channel. Everything is under Slapstick Comedy. And don't forget to leave the C out of Slapstick. <laughs> That's how you'll find us. <laughs> yes, sir. And then we're going to get into our song of the day that we do every <sighs> single day. And this is uh, your choice here. Yes. We got Outcast. What is the name of the song again? I Liberation, know you know baby. Liberation. We appreciate everybody. And like I said, uh, definitely check out the links in the description. We appreciate everybody for listening and supporting us along the way and the Thank journey you. that we have coming in the future, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And we hope you stick around and get to see all the big things that come. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's truly not done without the support of our listeners nothing and your listeners combined that's true it's like we we cannot do the job we do and have the fun we do without you Mm -hmm. and you know we appreciate every single person and no matter what anybody can message us at any time and we would love to give you advice and help out and whatever we can try to do our best and support you along the way because we want you to live your dream just like we're living our dream. And now we're friends. So you guys, anytime you need me, anytime you want to pick my brain, hit me up. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Always. Yeah, we appreciate everybody and we're going to get right into song of the day and we'll see you right back here again next Friday. Night, babies. 
Got more juice than Zeus, slinging lightning, trying to frighten. Plains dwellers of the Serengeti, but get beheaded when you falsely dreaded. Melanin, silicone, and collagen injected. Dissecting my pride, who the one gonna get it started? We be the lion hearted, without it fantasize. It's like that red sprite, you can't imagine. Unless you're looking at the canvas of life, not through the people of mortality. Single minded mentality, getting over on the poles, getting paid twofold on technicalities. Clicking your heels, scared to voice how you feel, packing steel. Picking cotton from the killing fields with no total. I don't think we in Kansas, no moto. Midwest, a dirty south. Clean dress, a dirty mouth. Whether robbing preachers or killing poor righteous teachers. You a scared demon. Shouldn't be allowed to spread semen. And your cowardly lines never define the jackals of Babel. Running with they pack, tail between your legs. Though the man on your head say the story. As you downplay your glory. Cackling, helping the shackling of your brethren happen. Just by rapping. Liberty,